Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, sit down and drink with comedians and friends from all different walks of life as we try to recreate the bar conversation that we all know and love. Just talking a lot of random shit. Sometimes we get into deep stuff, but we bounce all over the place and we have a good time. And I want to thank everyone for listening. Been having a lot of fun on the podcast. This is episode 17. What's nice about this podcast is, uh, for those of you listening for the first time, I'll give you a little bit more of a backstory very quickly. I'm 17 episodes in this, this is episode 17, but I've done other podcasts where I, it was mostly sports. I do love sports, and I have a baseball podcast you should, I highly recommend checking out called Comedians Talking Baseball. It's very fun. Where those podcasts, though, it's, you're unlikely to go back and listen to podcasts from you know, last year or something like that, or even from a, a couple weeks ago, because you're like, oh, I know what happened. Um, it's yesterday's news. This isn't a current events podcast. We talk about all sorts of fun stuff. So you could go back to previous episodes. I highly recommend it, actually. I've been doing it. Today's podcast actually went kind of longer. I've been trying to keep them to close to like between an hour, an hour and a half. And some of them go long. But the beautiful thing about podcasts, and I'm glad I'm starting off by getting this right out there, is that you don't have to listen to them all in one sitting. Listen to a little at a time throughout your week. You'll get through it. And, and the reason this one is closer to two hours is because we talked about a lot of fun shit. We end the podcast talking about people's uh, losing their virginity stories, which has been like kind of a common question. I've been doing this fun thing where I've been giving the comedians a choice which one they want to answer. You got one like Abby Sanchez from a few podcasts ago where he answered all three questions. So I do like three stupid questions, basically, and the comedian gets to choose which one they want, and they both chose. They wanted to tell the story of how they lost their virginity, which I'm like, all right, that's fun. Cool. I'm into it. Because it's always a different story. That's what's fun about hearing how people lost their virginity. That I'm into. Also, if you're listening to the podcast first time, follow us on social media. At Kilgallen's Pub on Twitter. I don't have an Instagram for it yet or Facebook, but you can just follow me. I'm at Joe Kilgallen. That's, that's, you know how to spell Kilgallen. You're listening to the damn podcast. Anyway, I'm, I'm my name on everything. My website's JoeKilgallen.com. I've been, I've been killing it on Instagram. I'll be honest with you. Showing some kick-ass pictures. I got a dog and a baby, and sometimes I incorporate them. And it's just fun for the whole family. And we're getting the YouTube channel going as well. So that's also Joe Kilgallen, where I've been trying to cut up some clips. We filmed this episode, so i got to give a big shout-out to Mike Crowley, who works at the Laugh Factory. Ken Lawson's also been helping me over there. But Mike really stepped it up this week and um, helped me out by filming the podcast. So I want to break into clips so you can check out like the best of the podcast. And you know, maybe you don't want to listen, but you want to just watch. Uh, you can see that my profile, because I'm kind of not looking at the camera during this much. But it looks good. I really like it. And I got two great guests on the podcast this week. I've got Sarah Perry, an up-and-coming comedian in the Chicago comedy scene. She's been killing him. I'm a big fan of what she's doing. You can follow her on Instagram, Sperry Comedy. We talk a little bit about her Instagram. And she's really funny. She's hilarious. And I, I really like the conversation with her. And I also had Brian Morton, who's a manager at the Laugh Factory. He's a guy who uh, has a military background. Just a good dude. I always walk away from conversations with Brian feeling pumped. He's kind of a, a motivating guy, and he really does love comedy and comedians and podcasting. So he was a fun guest as well. We're drinking tequila on this one. That's where you know Brian is not like a lot of my comedian friends who won't provide alcohol. It's like regular people get it. Showing up to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a little gift. He brought some really good tequila. Dude knows his tequila. Made me some, made me a spicy margarita. I was, I was into it. But I think, uh, does anyone know if spicy margaritas give you the shits? Because I had the shits today. And I, I don't want to say it was the Popeye's chicken I had. I refuse to blame Popeye's and their wonderful popcorn shrimp. So I'm going to blame the spicy margarita because whatever hot sauce, because yeah, of course it would give you shit. There's hot sauce in there. I'm such a moron. The hot sauce did it. It made my butthole throw up. So that wasn't fun. But I've been doing a thing where I've been reading reviews that people write on iTunes 
And so again, write us a review. It goes a long way. It really does help the podcast. You know, I want to grow this thing. I think it's great. And I think you and your friends would love it. Take your friends' phones and follow it. That's what Brian suggests on the podcast. Uh, so big shout out to this one is Keith Urban Fan 281. I got to imagine that's a woman. What dude would have Keith Urban Fan 281 as their handle? If you are a dude, tell me and I will apologize, but also be like, what, what, what gives, man? That's... I mean, it's, uh, women can get away with fun stuff like that. It's like, I'm a big Keith Urban fan. I want to bang him. He's Australian, but he sings country music. Sounds like he's from Tennessee. Tight jeans. I, well, whatever. That's your combo. That's it's your cup of tea. That's your stew. Eat it. But she said, uh, or, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say she. Midwest Honesty was called Come In, Take a Seat with Joe. As he has chit-chats, always serving honesty with humor, which is what I like to do. Like I like to keep it real. I don't like, um, I don't like fake shit. So that's what we do here at uh, Killgown's Pub. And uh, she even says, now slide me a water with some lemon, please. Is her little end to the, the review. Five-star review. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, implying maybe that you don't drink, and that's cool. I'm not promoting alcoholism here. I'm promoting that lively, fun bar culture, though. And I've got a lot of friends who don't drink anymore. And, you know, that's cool. You don't have to be a drinker to enjoy this. I'm not, I'm not pushing that. I'm pushing lively uh, shit-talking, for, uh, for lack of a better word. I can never think of how, what I want to say other than shit-talking. But, yeah, it's basically you, you go to the bar and you talk shit with your boys, with your girls, with your pals, with your non-binary friend, whatever the hell. You know what I mean? All right, so uh, without further ado, uh, let's get into it. Uh, everyone, why don't you grab yourself a drink or a water, whatever, you, uh, whatever your beverage is, and enjoy Kilgallen's Pub. All right, sitting here in Kilgown's Pub at the Laugh Factory Studio. I've got two great guests. I'm very excited about this podcast. Sitting to my left, I've got Sarah Perry. That's right, funny comedian here, tearing up the Chicago comedy scene. And next to her, I've got Brian Morton, a non-comedian, which I'm very excited about. First time? No, I've had Cole Cabana, uh, who does some comedy stuff but really yeah. isn't a comedian. He'll tell you that. He's pro wrestlers, his main thing. I've had Amber James, who's on a couple seasons of The Bachelor. Sounds like a porn star's name. Doesn't it, though? Amber James. Did she win? Yeah. She's very sexy. Uh, no, she didn't. The first time, I think she got like eliminated like day one. You can be on The Bachelor once. She a rose. She was on it twice, and then she was on Bachelor in Paradise, which is the show where they put everyone Maybe like on a beach to fuck, I think. Meant for anybody. She signed a three-season deal. You know what? Normally, I'd be like, she's a good friend. Don't trash her. But oh. uh, cool. she didn't uh, retweet me when I wanted her to. <laughs> To get more listeners for the Isn't podcast, it funny that a retweet can break Not, a friendship up. No, it can't. I'm joking. I love her, but like, <laughs> right? No, but I'm just saying, like, not that I have people on for that reason. I thought it'd be interesting because the bachelor was going on at the time, and I wanted some non comedians on. And I've drank with her before, so she could be fun. I think she was a little nervous first time listening to a podcast. I could talk about her because she's not listening to this one, so right. it's fine. Uh, but no, this is a good one. Brian works at the Laugh Factory. Sarah used to work at the Laugh Factory. Yeah. We are also recording and filming for the first time. I got to give a thanks to my guy, Mike Crowley, right there for filming. He waves. Uh, he waves. No one can see him. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, bud. And, and Brian, this is how you know you're not a comedian because you're the first to bring alcohol. Really? Actually, I take that back. Ed Towns provided Stella's, which was pretty cool. But most of the comedians, which I get, um, you guys are doing me a favor. Was I supposed to bring something? No, you're not. Not at all. You're doing me a favor, so I should be providing the alcohol. But you would hit me up earlier today saying, hey, do you like tequila? Yeah. And I do like tequila. I like whiskey. I like the stuff that most people are like, ew, you know? Yeah. Although whiskey's pretty popular. 
No, but you hate it, it though. As, as Sarah will tell you, I'm just a cunt. So like, me? you know, you'll tell because she she bought me tequila for my birthday one yes. time. But no, like I I specifically only like tequila, and I knew that like it would be like a beer situation. So if I don't bring the tequila, then it would have been like I got him so a, I, a for his bir- birthday, <laughs> the first year I knew him, a bottle of tequila, and I don't know tequila. I just went to Walgreens. I got the medium priced one not crazy not cheap it's fair and i gave it to him and he goes oh my god thanks so much i'm not gonna drink this though and i was like why <laughs> yeah. and he's like it's shit yeah you're a tequila away. expert though he you, was I don't, I don't, that's still tr- that's shitty you, you say thank you, you. Say yes. thank you you chug it in front of the person and then that's the end yeah. of it yeah you could have taken a good swig and then no, I I hand it. it off to I someone else i'm a dick I, I didn't talk to you for a long time after yeah. that i was really upset because i went you know first of all it's amazing to get a gift from people thank you know, it was a twenty dollar bottle of tequila. Let's be honest. Yeah, I don't have money to me. I had no, no <laughs> friends give me gifts anymore. Remember the last for gift I got from gift? a friend? I buy I gifts. buy you birthday gifts. You buy me books every year. That's right. You know what I've done? I've tricked friends into giving me gifts where I say, Hey, could you pick me up something? And then I don't pay them back. <laughs> and to me that's the gift. That's like the price for friendship. Yeah. And then you get whatever you want. Totally. I had that when um, when Megan Gailey was living with me. I would have her, she'd go to Target all the time because she's a white woman. And I would, I won, one time specifically, because I remember I let my buddy borrow my copy of Moneyball when I was still living in Chicago. So I didn't have a copy in LA. And I said, hey, could you give me Moneyball Blu ray? I think it's on set. <laughs> <Just survive. laughs> I needed it because it was baseball season. And I don't know about you guys, you were but. You're going down to Oakland for the game? <laughs> no, I need to watch baseball movies before baseball season. The same way I watch Christmas That's movies intense. during Christmas season. I'm nuts like that. You're a big UFC guy. Don't you ever want to watch some, like. There's no good UFC movies. What that you, one I'm wasn't watch bad. Kevin James and Bucky. No, but there was. <laughs> What was that one called? Beyond the Cage or some yeah, bullshit? I don't know. Like you, that was not a great movie though. And I'm then sure it wasn't. Warrior, Warrior was all right. Warrior was all right. A, like a little unrealistic yeah. though, the way they yeah, had not, it. There's no good MMA movies. Well, let's write one, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> right now, <laughs> it's a rise. It's the sport that's still rising. I want, there's a, get the in Conor, early. The, the Conor McGregor documentary is great. Oh, I love that's that. On Netflix. On Netflix, dude. Yeah, the yeah. soundtrack for that is dope. Fantastic. I, I sing that song in my head all the time. Yeah. Actually, I wanted to. I've been doing this thing where I do like three stupid ass questions, you know what I mean? Because I try to recreate the bar conversation. That's what this podcast is all about. You even, when you were going to do it the first time, said, oh, I'm not really drinking right now. I told you, oh, don't worry. I, I, you don't have to drink on this thing. It makes it a little more fun. Right. But I'm going to have, there's a few people in mind I know. Cole Cabana doesn't drink. He's still had a great time. My so parents anyway, brought me to a there. bar all the time when I was a kid, and I would sit there. They played music and shit, so like I would be at a bar all the time not drinking. Well, that's what I love. I love the culture of the bar slash pub atmosphere, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I think that's See, something about the I lively conversations. And chill out and not. Got some police going by in the background there. And not nice. It's real, people. Have a drink, right? Because it just seems pointless to be there for me. But I get what you're saying. But it's, well, it's hard. It's for like me your to bit though, because the water or soda or whatever costed more than. Right, like sometimes I'll do that, like just to fit in. I'll put a drink, like a soda in my hand, but the sodas are fucking expensive. Don't too. people think you're pregnant then? Do you throw a lime in there to really deke them? Uh, no, because when my wife was pregnant, we were at a family wedding and, and we didn't announce it. It's too early. You gotta, there's like, you don't announce. You made her do weeks. a keg stand. You're like, you have. To. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> babe, my family could smell a sober person. Okay, they're gonna sniff you That's out hilarious. hard. So let's let's That's do it hilarious. right. The kid will be okay. It's early enough. I feel like. So your nickname, though, Sarah. I was yeah. gonna, I'll get to the three questions later. I wanted to lead off with the one thing because we were, we were talking about the Conor McGregor thing and, and the music, but I want to get back to that because that's a great documentary. Anyhow. You guys could do that later. I was, uh, <laughs> without me here. <laughs> I was looking up the social media for both of you. You're oh. Sperry. 
Yeah. Because Sarah Perry Sperry. Thank you. Now, let me ask you this. Who gave you that nickname? I got it a really long time ago. I think in in high school, um, I knew so many Sarah. I, I don't like my name. I don't like my name because... Sarah Perry? Why? Because Katy like, Perry? I don't like the name Sarah. I, Why? Um, there's a million of them. I don't like... My name's Joe. Okay. Can you ask me a question? I'm answering <laughs> okay, it. <laughs> no, you're right. You're Sorry, right. So you're right. I just get in my head. I'm like, it's a good name. I'm looking at it from a parent's standpoint. I appreciate your fucking name. No, my parents opened up a baby book and my dad goes, that one. And then they named me. That's what it was. They, he told me that to my face when I was like So eight. no family That's how my no parents adopted me. I mean, she's... You were adopted? No. No. Oh, motherfucker. I was going to be like, this is going to be a fun one. She's like Abraham's wife in the Bible or something. But they didn't That's name true. me after. They j- and it means princess in Hebrew. But like none of that. It was not. It was just a baby book name. So like I went to high school with like eight different other blonde slutty Sarahs. So like I hated the name in high school. And then I think. So why you dyed your hair? What, what color would you say your hair silver. is? silver. Silver, I think. And I I'm get curious. like eight compliments a day. No, so. I like it. You're yeah. giving me a look like I'm about to trash it. I am not. I like it a lot. You watch yourself. I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm into it. it. I'm not going to change it. I'm obsessed with it. Of, but of course. No, it's yeah, a good. Yeah. I'm, I like the look. I Thank wasn't trashing you. it. But but yes, I think my first job in college, uh, wherever, wherever I am. Oh, no, it might have been in, uh, in high school because there were multiple Sarahs on my lacrosse team. So somebody had to have a nickname. I, I wish I knew who started it, but then uh, everybody at school and college and every job that I've ever had, there's always another Sarah or like somewhere. So they're like, who goes by something else? And then, and then all my comedy friends, cause I, cause I have two good, fr- well, one good friend named Sarah now, and then a couple other ones named Sarah and like Sarah Baller, Sarah Baller, maybe the best name ever. I feel like that's not her last name. It's not. It's Waller. Okay, well, I didn't know that. Now I feel like a dick. Yeah. Really? Was, no, but she goes her, by She goes Waller, by Baller. Waller, so Waller, I thought Waller. I thought Baller was her name. No. All right. So, like, there's so I many take it back. going around. So Waller's I don't even... I, sometimes I don't even... He's the only one that calls me that. He doesn't... Him and no, other people refer Sperry. to you as Sperry. No, 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 no. Sarah. Oh, you two. Oh, I got what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask. I didn't really care who gave you the nickname. Oh, I was more curious. I thought that was the question. I just wanted to, I just meant like, where did it derive from? How did it start? I just wanted to get to the point where I was hoping you didn't give it to yourself. No. Because is there anything, <laughs> Brian, is there anything sadder <laughs> than someone who gives themselves a nickname? It, well, I if know they, people if that they have stick, done that's crazy. Well, like, if me, you could give yourself a nickname and it works, like, that's fucking weird. Although Deion Sanders did call himself Primetime. Yeah. That was kind of cool. But I was really, I, I had a flashback. I was telling someone about this story because there's a bar in Chicago called Hidden Shamrock. And uh, I'm not going to name the person because I still, he runs in a circle or two that I might come across. But anyway, the bar Hidden Shamrock, there's some comedians were telling me that there's running a show there again now. Mm-hmm. I guess there used to be shows before. I knew that bar from when I was like 18, 19 years old. I think I was like 19 when I first went there actually. And it was for, they, in their basement, they had like rounder style poker games. I didn't know oh, there was awesome. a basement. Oh, of course there's a basement. There's basement, basement. basement in every bar, yeah. Yeah. And you just got to know about yeah. it. <laughs> well, where do you think a lot of the taps come up from? When you do draft beer. <laughs> Under, yeah. They, they, well, they're not tapping into some sewer line that the city well, I magically I don't did. Know. Some of no, them I don't know. You know. What do you just do? Coke in the bathroom like a civilized person? Yeah. What, isn't that what you do? I don't know. No, the basements, I, and they're usually like dungeons, like concrete. Do and, you know people that have given nicknames to, to themselves? Well, that's what I was getting at. This guy, I never knew how he got his nickname, but everyone called him that. Let's, for the sake of argument, I got to change it because <laughs> people I know, I still have friends who listen to this who would know who I'm talking about. We'll call him. Just rhyme it. Greek Eddie. <laughs> that's the nick. That's not the nickname. That's not the nickname. He that's sounds like different. a hell of a poker player, right? Greek Eddie. <laughs> Greek Eddie is awesome. So, I when we went in there because I brought him into because I knew one guy who told me about the game because I was playing a lot of poker my first two years of college before I like dropped out. Um, 
Like I was playing like five, six nights a week. It was fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was on ESPN then. Like, yeah, it, it was, was really super popular, popular at the time. Yeah, yeah. Were you there good was at a way. It? I was actually pretty good. Yes. I never got into like I never really played the casino level because like I was the, underage. Okay. I was making a few. I was making enough money. I was making the equivalent of your typical college part-time job at the time. Nice. You know. Um, so yeah, like four hundred dollars a week. That. I should have. I'm probably making the same as yeah. a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, though, I introduced him as Eddie. This is Eddie. This is Eddie. And I remember ten minutes later because there was multiple tables going on. We were at a different table because this was actually for a tournament, which I didn't like tournament. I like cash games because you could just win big yeah. pots and take off if yeah. you need to, which people love. And all of a sudden, I heard people calling him, hey, Greek Eddie, Greek Eddie, yeah, Greek Eddie. And I'm like, how did this happen? And I finally, I pulled one guy aside. I go, real quickly, why are you guys calling him Greek Eddie? He goes, oh, he told us to call him Greek Eddie. And I'm like, what a <laughs> fucking loser. You let nicknames, nicknames are supposed to be organic and natural. I get it. Like, nicknames are cool. I'm a nickname guy. I give people nicknames if, it, if the mood strikes me. I like bad nicknames. Bitch. Bad <laughs> nicknames are even more fun, they, I agree. Like, those are the ones that last. Nicknames that don't, you, you have to really find out the story. Yeah. There was a comic who I can't name who I guess his nickname was Dirt. And um, another comic we know opened from Danny Kales opened for him. Dirt or Dirk? Dirt, like, like you're dirty. Like, okay. And uh, it was in his hometown at this club and you know, on the road and his old Tim college McLaughlin. buddies. No, it's not <laughs> Tim. Although, it's a good guess. It's a good guess. So Just call him up and give him that. All of his old buddies were calling him Dirt. And he's like, Dirt, I've never heard this nickname before. And he's like, I don't, don't, don't even worry about it. Like, he didn't want him to find out. And they called him Dirt because I guess he fucked literally anything. So great. you know what I mean. So there's some good stories that's, behind certain nicknames. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's not that's kind of a standard guy being Sorry, assholes. Just to change your name to Dirt. Was, they're <laughs> slut shaming is what they're doing. I was called Joe Dirt because Joe Dirt came out, and that was. Yeah. I've had a lot of stupid nicknames. What's Brian, have you already? I'll get to mine. I want to get to you real quick though, because we know Sperry over here. Nickname like mine's great, but you don't introduce mine yourself as Sperry, right? You say like I'm if I Sarah. meet a stranger. Yeah. No, no, I don't. Okay, but I, I know do, you go by it online. That's I different. I prefer it. I don't know why. I just it's fun. I'll it, give you that. It's a fun nickname. Every once in a while, if my friend calls me, like if somebody close to me calls me by, it just sounds weird coming it, out of their mouth, come, saying Sarah. I Besides you, because you never called me Sperry, because he doesn't want me to have anything. Myself, <laughs> but why have you? You and All Curtis, neither of you. Because it's weird. I don't know. I why is it weird? Name. He's your I boss. Every, I call everybody boss? names. Not anymore, but he was, and he kind of is our boss. when we when we do the club. Man, Brian is one of the gatekeepers here. That's such a weird. Like somebody told. I went to a party one time. I was at uh, Bobby Condon's for a party, and Tim Weishelbaum told me that I was the gatekeeper, and I was like, "This was is." Was he dude. drunk? I'm like, "It's 3 a.m. I'm fucking drunk as shit with you right now, and I'm sitting on a couch. I'm not a gatekeeper." Like, also, that's not the way to get into the gate. You know no, what I mean? I that's not the way to open the door. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's just like a weird thing. I don't. I'm not a gatekeeper for anything. I just, like the only thing I do is try to help people. Like, no, you do. That's why, I, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit, which is why I've wanted you on the podcast. For I, wouldn't numerous do, I wouldn't be doing stand up if it wasn't. Yeah, he's that. he's great. And so is Curtis. And but Sperry though, I was gonna say, I don't blame you for going by it on your Twitter handle on your Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's a fun nickname yeah. and it fits your I hate to say brand, everything brand it's such it's so bullshit. It's phony, you know, it's like I love it. very LA. But it does yeah. fit you. Yeah, Thank it's you. really smart to like put it as all your social media handles, right? Like so Okay, he gave me that advice. Oh, I mean uh, just, Well, no, you have to be consistent. Because yeah, there are some people right? you see where they'll be like Sarah Perry one and then on this well, they're Sperry Comedy and then they're be. like no, you got to streamline it. Yeah, I know, man. You got to be consistent. That way people can look you up on all things right. like that. Cool so, people don't know how to read signs on doors, you piece of <laughs> shit. <laughs> I love you. I'm just kidding. I love you. I love you. But just, read. Wait, wait, We're recording wait, at the Left Hunter Studio. Someone walked in. Today, like. What's his nickname today? Doesn't read signs? Uh, Illiterate? No, I can't even fucking remember it. It was it was, it was so bad. My, nick- my nickname door. in high school, uh, it was dumb as fuck, but my friend Justin. I thought you meant Michael 
my friend, <laughs> my friend, yeah, that's my nickname. Yo, dumb dumb as fuck. Get over here. <laughs> my friend Justin called me Power, just because power. like I grew up with all Italians, so everybody's a little shorter, and I'm old, I'm He's six Jersey, right? I'm six. I'm upstate like power New York. Bottom? Up in New York. Sorry. Yeah. I keep thinking Jersey, East Coast. But yeah, yeah, Power Bottom. That's where I came from. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That'd be a cool nickname too. Yeah, Power. <laughs> like if you didn't know the context. Like for great, he just is great at squats. This yeah, guy, power killer squats. Yeah, man, look at them calves. Best catcher. <laughs> yeah, he could thrust. Sex. Was I the only one thinking sex? That was yeah. Oh. <laughs> By the way, no guy is going to tell his sexual nickname. I don't know. Do you have a sexual? Oh, I have nickname? actually. I have a good story no. for that too. Can I? Ooh, I don't know. Dude, no, of course. Um. <laughs> Dude, it's weird to be like, can I tell a good story no, on your I podcast? Can't. Yeah, motherfucker. It's like fucking bragging. It's weird. I sent a dick pic to a girl one time and she this was like 10 years ago 12 years ago dick pics were a thing 12 years ago yeah yeah I, it was in the mail you like flipped open your yeah, phone yeah <laughs> uh, I, so I it was in right after basic training I was in tech school and I sent a picture of my dick and anyway this girl told everybody about my dick and they all started calling it the general and everybody would walk by me you and told me this story because it was standing at attention, they would salute my dick. Like, and like, if you don't know this, it's really bad to salute. Like, if you're not an officer, and it's it's because yeah, you were in the military. Yeah, especially when you're brand new in. If you're fucking around and saluting, like, you can get in trouble. Like, people will fuck with you and like sure. you get written up or whatever. And every, like, I'm not joking. Like, 25, 30 people would walk around and like salute my penis. It was the weirdest fucking thing ever. And it made, it just. But you're smiling as you're telling the because story. Because it was like, you know, it's awesome. No, thinking about it, like thinking back on it, like it's hilarious. But I was so fucking nervous all the time because they'd be walking down and people would just salute my dick. <laughs> the weirdest thing is, I had a friend tell me that a woman told him. That uh, she's like, you have a great penis. It's always weird when you hear penis. Um, <laughs> Called a dick. That's what a, it is. She was a doctor. It's a dick. Yeah. That is a uh, great looking she's, penis. She's, she said it was top two. And then right <laughs> when I heard that, I'm like, that means it's number two. You know that, right? Why would anyone say top two? Top. She said you have a great dick. Oh. Top penis. Top two. It's it's top two. Like uh, she's she's saying it's top two. Out of two. Yeah. yeah. So that clearly means it's number two. Yeah. That's. I, I mean, I, as, as a guy, you'd rather hear top five. You because so? then you're like, can I be number two? Can I be number I, three? I'm clearly not number one. Or she said that, but top two, you know for sure, there's someone out there that she's had that's like that. That dude's better. Yeah. So you clearly would rather. But like, as grown men, don't you guys already know like where your dick stands? Oh yeah. You know, like yeah. On the, you know I read the size chart once a year to see. Like, why do you think I'm so confident changes? for a redhead? You know what I, mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why you were. Yeah. Like, he's got stage presence. I'm like power. Oh. That was the only nickname in high school. <laughs> oh That's man, so I had dumb. so many nicknames throughout my. I was uh, the first nickname I could ever remember. This was grade school football. Now I, I grew up in Chicago, Chicago Public Grade School. We would play football before school. We'd get like a good 15 to 20 minute game, and it was there was like intense and serious. And here's an ego thing: I used to show up a little bit late. Teams were already set, and when I show up late, people would fight over who got me. <laughs> And I would do it on purpose. I literally lived the closest to the school. I lived uh, the, my first ten years of my life. I lived around the block from the school. The psychology of that is fucking from ridiculous. From fifth grade to eighth grade, I was on the same street, but a block up. I was the clo- everyone was like, "You lived the closest. You should be first here putting the cones out." And I'm like, "I got breakfast, man. I sleep." You know, my dad was you always like, "I got breakfast tomorrow." I would sh- purposely get there late just for the ego boost, and that's six. That's what that makes sense. Why I became a comedian, I was, right? I was gonna say that. I was the opposite. The I get there early, and still nobody would pick me. Well, here's the thing: I peaked in grade school. I was a great grade school athlete, and then everyone's height caught up to me. Like the height I am now, I was in eighth grade, basically. Oh, really? So I was like a freak, and then, and then. I'm, 
but the thing is, you're stupid as a boy. All my friends are like, dude, you're six foot in, in, at 14. You're going to be seven five when you're 30. Like, you don't, <laughs> they don't understand that oh, I got a few more years of this. Right. My dad's six four, so I probably won't top out that. Like, you know, like, anyway. How tall are you? I'm six one. Okay. And I have bad posture, though. No, you know what I am? <laughs> I, I have decent posture. I am tall from the waist up. I have short you have legs. The second best posture in Chicago comedy, Joe Lasanto. <laughs> yes. That's true. I've got good posture. Zachary Ryan. Ryan for sure, probably. That dude is just. Some people, they say they're height, and you're like, nah, you're taller than that, man. Yeah. I think he's, he's one of them. He's six five. When, when Him and Alex, they're uh, we both to, tall. Dude. He's a basketball player. When so. we went and like, uh, he met the agent, she was. You went with him? Yeah, yeah. Look and at you, like, man. You're managing like, him? No, but she was like, you're too tall. Like, or the guy, sorry, the guy that she was with, like, is like, you're too tall. Like, Unless you're a leading man, I don't know. Like, there's not, I don't think there's anybody 6'5 in Hollywood. And he goes, Who's the number one actor in the world? And they're like, The Rock. And then he pulls up on Wikipedia 6'5. He, he's 6'3. <laughs> yeah, it was hilarious. He's not 6'5, The Rock. No, he is. Uh, look, though, yeah. here's how I know he's not. Conan says on air he's 6'4. Him and The Rock did a thing together, and Conan's clearly taller than him. Really? And Goldberg, who was a professional football player, yeah. was listed at 6'5 by the NFL. And when him and The Rock went face to face, he was a good two, two and a half inches tall. Really? But he's not wrong. And I think Zach Ryan would most likely go out for, for people listening. Zach Ryan's a comedian in Chicago, pretty new still, right? Yeah. A few years in, dude's big. He's six five and like he's a fitness guy too, right? Yeah. Seems like uh, I've heard nothing but good things about him. I don't really know him personally. I met him a handful of times. Like, hey, what's up? How are you? But he signed with the same agency I'm with in Chicago. It's weird though. Like they send me out for dramatic stuff. I'm a comedian. Yeah. So like you but never you know. He would do. I could see him being like a construction worker type guy. Yeah. Which is something on for that. There's a lottery commercial with construction workers right now. I still see it on air, and every time I see it, I go, because I shouldn't have been sent out for it. But no, I get it. I'm, I love my agency. They're the best, so I'm not knocking. Can them. I ask you like, um, do you talk about money ever, or are you not? Do you not like? Doing no, I usually I'm I'm at the point where I'm just like, oh yeah, thank you, and yeah. then I was, I was like, like, what's the most you've ever made from a commercial? Can me? Will, will you talk about that or no? I did. I've only done two, and I don't know what the other one is because we just filmed it last week. Oh, okay. I didn't ask because it was for the Cubs. Oh, wow. So there you oh, go. I just busted dope. that news out everyone. I, I just filmed the commercial huge. for the Cubs. Yeah, I posted a picture of myself on the, uh, like on the warning track at Wrigley last week on Instagram, and a few people were like, man, you're always going to Cubs stuff, huh? And I didn't want to be like, oh, I filmed this commercial with, uh, why am I blanking? Ike Barinholtz. Oh, that's you know, awesome. He was on Mad TV, yeah, was yeah. Neighbors, and The Blockers. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's been a few movies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so me and him have a scene together. I what? just, so just cool. won't lie. From the mini project? Yeah, the mini project. Yeah, he's, I yeah, love he's him. a big part of that show. Yeah, really That's nice so dude. Cool, dude. I didn't Congrats. really get to talk to him much because oh it was a quick shoot. People were bouncing around. Anyhow, though, so I don't know what I'm getting paid from that yet, but I'm union, so it's usually pretty good. But I was, I was in a Blackhawks commercial, but it was web only, like a 30 second spot you'd see on Facebook. Unfortunately, I got cut from that. Oh, and shit. I had a bad feeling I was going to get cut because it felt too long for 30 seconds of the shooting. And I, I was in the last part, me and three other people. So they have this main dude who's on that show, The Shy now. I see him in a few episodes. He's like leaving work. He goes home. He gets his Blackhawk sweater on. He's doing this. Oh, shit. Forgot to feed the dog. I had to run back. So he's like trying to hustle to get there for game time. It's kind of a stupid commercial because it makes me think maybe start the games at 8 o'clock instead of 7.30 because clearly your fans are barely getting in there on time. Right? The city has traffic. What are you doing? <laughs> I remember even joking about that with someone like on set, like they were kind of laughing with me, like you know, one of the camera guys, not someone who's going to be like, "Well, I wrote this," you know. You got to be careful. People are sensitive on sets, man. Of course. Anyway, though, uh, it was long enough, so he gets there, and we're like his friends that he meets. So I remember thinking, like, this would be the part you cut. Right. Luckily, the scene with Ike, I'd be shocked because it's like the button for the whole thing. 
Anyway, I'll keep you up to date. If, if I don't see this thing air within the next week or two, I'm going to be like, oh, man. You get paid regardless, though. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so I've only done those two commercials. And um, and those are both local, technically? Technically, yeah. Yeah. Do they reach out the to The one Wendy's states? thing I did for college football was like 600 bucks because it, I didn't have any lines. Okay. I was just like a featured extra, they call it. Right. But the two I mentioned, I was principal. And you've acted principal in TV that. shows? Yeah, like, I acted on um, Chicago Med. Okay. Your nipples showed. Yeah, I have terrible nipples. Coco <laughs> Band and I talked about this. I don't like my nips. They're good when they're hard. So Soft. I try to keep them hard. Are they innies? No, they're no. not innies. just a little puffy. Okay. So... You know. Is that like a higher estrogen? Is that what makes them puffy? I don't know, man. I haven't yeah. checked my levels or anything. You call me. It feels like you're insulting me right now. Throwing that too much salt. The e word. I don't know about. I don't know. I just have uh, weird looking nips. They're not like weird. They're just most people are like, dude, they're pink nips. We get it. Like they're not as. I've seen way worse. Yeah. You know. Um, you know before. So all right. Anyway, my nickname I was going to tell you about after talking about my stupid ego boost there. Greek Eddie. Well, Greek Eddie. I, I'll wrap that up in a second, but. My first nickname was Booger Nose, <laughs> which was a st- real dumb Chicago kid nickname yeah. in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. we're, so I was talking about the playing football in grade school. I sneezed on the ball. And like I was playing defense. I went to hand the ball back, and I kind of sneezed on purpose because they were pissing me off, the other team. And the one dude says, kid, okay, Mikey Pancala called me. Fucking Mikey Pencala. Great Chicago name. I had a dollar for every... Fucking Mikey Pencala. What do you think he's doing now? Last time I saw Mikey Pencala, we were in a softball league together about five years ago in Chicago, and I came up to ban extra innings, and I tied the game with Senate extra innings. I came up in extras, and he said, Joey K, because he called me that too, going to win the game, and I go, I win the game right here. I'm going to kiss you on the lips when I come back around. And I hit a double. The run winning run scored is fine, but I touched second and then came running in and I, I gave him a kiss on the cheek. Because you don't kiss Mikey Pencala on the lips. No. I feel like some shit would have gone down. Around. Yeah, <laughs> maybe a little bit. But he said, oh, we got booger nose over here. And I go, what? And he goes, you got boogers on the ball. I go, no, I got snot on the ball. I sneezed. It's snot. He goes, snot and boogers, same thing. And we had like a Seinfeld conversation <laughs> where people almost had to separate us because they're like, no one gives a shit. It's third down. And I'm like, I give a shit. It's not. There's a difference. Someone who puts boogers on the ball, that's like you're taking it out of your nose and you're placing it on the ball. Yeah. That's different. Third They're down. Green. I thought you were playing basketball. No, football. Oh. I didn't, okay. say, I didn't say basketball. Did I say basketball? I, think, I thought you did. I think you just said ball. Ball. Oh. So yeah, playing yeah. ball. Yeah. I just can't see you playing football, maybe. I played football in high school. I actually was named a starter and then broke my leg six days before opening game against Lane Tech, which mm. was a big Catholic public league rival. I went to a public grade school, then a Catholic high school. So I had friends on the public school teams because so you, you know, skipped the molestation. <laughs> I did, luckily, yeah, because I was too old at that point. I wasn't sexy enough. <laughs> Nobody wants to blow a teenager with red pubes, right? With big with big titties. That's <laughs> that's like McMahon's joke. I was raised Catholic, but molested Lutheran. Yeah. Oh man, he's the best. I hit him on the first podcast. Would you guys go back and listen to episode one? <laughs> Whenever you guys listen to these podcasts, think, oh, I could go back and listen to previous episodes. They're evergreen. They last forever. I'm not forever. like talking about current events and stuff. So we got Sperry, we got Power, Booger Nose. <laughs> I've also been Joey K, Special K. I like Special K. That's Special funny. K stuck sure for a while. Do. I got pulled. I got caught peeing in Lincoln Park, like in one of the alleys there, right off Lincoln and Fullerton, behind the McDonald's there in Fullerton. And then they called you the general? No, they did not. <laughs> but I was pissing, and this narc car pulled up, you know, undercover cops. And the cop came out, and I literally just like, I'm not going to stop now. I'm going to get a ticket, whatever. And I literally put a hand up going, give me a second, which is like a stupid move. But I had a couple of drinks of me underage, too, which is really dumb. But the cop started to like write out the ticket. And um, the officer said, do you have any aliases or nicknames? Because that's part of what they go when they, you know. What? My one, Tater my, salad? Yeah, they do. They really, if you yeah. get like a ticket for something like that or anything, like they will ask you, do you have any AKAs, any aliases, any nicknames? 
Oh, like to see put in their system. Yeah. See if you're already known for that. Oh my god. So I gave them my actual name, right? Then my buddy, you're mixing these drinks. By the way, I like mine. It's a spicy margarita he made me. So we're we're doing it different at Kilgallen's Pub this week. I am very much enjoying it. So thank you. Uh, so for my my nickname at the time, like I said, was Special K. My one buddy was a fucking idiot. When when the officer asked this, I wasn't going to say my nickname Special K. That's a stupid thing to say to a Chicago cop. I was going to say nothing, and then my friend yelled out Special K. <laughs> Was it and Mikey? I looked at him like he did. It was not Mikey Pincala. We didn't go to the same high school. But the officer yeah. goes, Special K, why they call you that? Because that's a drug. And at the time, this What's was 2000. Wait, am I dumb? Yeah. How old are you, Sarah? I thought we were talking about cereal. <laughs> well, it's that too. Cereal. But, <laughs> cereal. Cereal. I just turned 24. Thanks, so you're so young, right? But I'm older than you I used to be. Break, she's you know, she's I feel also like, like you're older a, than your age. She's also like a St. Louis suburbs 24. What does that Mean. <laughs> I can't knock now, St. Louis. I have St. Louis listeners. I like St. Louis. That? No, wait. What do you mean by that? What does that mean? I was in St. Louis in April for I'm, a week doing shows. I had a good time. Yeah, but in the city. So like, I was actually in Westport, which is like the bordering suburb. Hell yeah. I was at the Funny Bone there. I, mean, I headlined that for a week. So yeah. people who listen from that, which I, I see you and I appreciate you. So thank you I very much. I want to do that club. That's, that sounds I'll, so I'll talk to him because you, okay. you definitely are worthy. That's cool. for damn sure. Uh, so you're young. You're too young to know this, but this is, I was underage, I think. I was 20. So this has been 2004. Five, I want to say, and uh, Special okay. K was a drug. I was. It was. Still is a You'd drug. heard of it? It's, it still it's is a drug. Ketamine. It's a Isn't horse. Like a, it's oh, a I horse tranquilizer. Is. It's a horse tranquilizer. So, it, so it's just a. So ketamine starts with a K. They call it Special K. Okay. So that's how that became cool. about. So you don't want a cop thinking, why they call you Special K? What do you deal it? Are you a dealer? Like you should have just been like, I own a breakfast. Place. No, you know what I said. <laughs> I did, I could have. I sort of said the obvious, right? Which is my last name starts with a K, which is why I got the nickname. But then I threw this out there, which really. Uh, somewhat true, but not really. KKK. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which was also believable. If you see how white I am, if they saw my nips, they'd be like, "Oh, this guy's definitely racist." Those are racist nips for sure. He's got racist nipples. This kid. I, I call uh, you racist nipples. Can don't that be do your that. Okay. that. I don't want that to be my new nickname. <laughs> new we have too I'll many do it in the middle racist of the nipples. Too. Come on, your racist nips. Too many black friends at this club to be calling me that. So I, uh, I told nipples. the police. Yeah, I told the police officer. Oh, I was a pitcher in high school, which I did have this nickname briefly, but I didn't pitch like at the varsity level because I just uh, had. I wasn't probably wasn't good enough. Greek Eddie was pitching. But, um, yeah, Greek Eddie could throw a sl- six slider. I actually was good enough. I had some shit with coaches. <laughs> There's another podcast I can get into. Anyway, though, but I was nicknamed Special K because of pitching as well as because of my last name. So I told him, I go, oh, I pitched in high school, and then the and I knew the officer would ask which high school. Now my high school is on the northwest side of Chicago. And a, vi- a lot of alumni were cops. So I was rolling the dice. And I said, St. Pat's. And he, and he looked at me and ripped the ticket up. And then him and his buddy walked into the car and drove off. Didn't even yeah. say. like just, He just looked at me, shook his head, ripped the ticket, and then left. Why? Because he went there. Yeah. And, and that's, that's Chicago. Like, it's pride. What? Yes. Brian, you ever get pulled over be like, I went to St. Pat's? Yeah. You're well, good I, I show my military Or if you're on the ID. south side, Brother Rice or St. Rita. So many cops went to Catholic high schools in Chicago. St. Pat's especially. I can name 15 guys at least, if not more, that I graduated with that I know are for factor Chicago cops now. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Totally. So Nice. I'll call you Those are the other nicknames. I show my military idea. You well, get out of, you get out of everything, anywhere. And, and, and Sarah, you're, you're you know, not to you just sound have to sexist. Cry. You're an attractive woman, so that's got to I have work. gotten pulled over three times, and I have zero tickets. So. Well, there you go. Yeah. See? Did you have your face on? I had my face <laughs> on. Yeah, it was really funny. Right and before we were going to... down. Mike, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Mike Crowley, our, our, our director here, right before we were about to film, I'm, or before right, you and I walked in together, and I was like, oh, we're filming, by the way. And you're like, what? You didn't and talk? I had a feeling you were going to say that, too. I don't know why. But I had just got out of the shower, and 
I'm wearing what I'm wearing. Northwestern. Yeah. Did you play lacrosse in Northwestern? No, but I went to uh, a camp. Oh, okay, because you was, mentioned lacrosse earlier. I was so. four years varsity lacrosse, baby. I could have gone to college for it, but then I was like, wanted to do comedy. But yeah. Did you graduate college? Yes. Where'd you go? Columbia. Columbia. The one in Chicago or New York? New Jersey. No, Chicago. Oh, Chicago? Cool. <laughs> yeah. I used to joke because there were so many comedians who went to Columbia. I just basically called it. It's a junior college with fancy computers. It's not. The I one know here? it's not. Yes, the one here. The one in New York is amazing. Shut school, up, obviously. Mike. Stop laughing at that. No. No, there, no it's nothing wrong with it. I, <laughs> it's I not. wanted to go there, but my parents were like, it's very expensive, so you're going to take out a lot of loans. Why don't you go to a junior college for a couple of years? Then you could go there because I wanted to go into like broadcasting or something That's like fine. that. Yeah, it's great for that. I didn't it's even great hear about it until I started working here. Like, it's not nationally known, yeah. but locally it does great. A lot of people work local radio. You know, I've got friends who work at the Score Sports Radio in Chicago, and they've got a lot of background it's, it in is Columbia. But you ha- you're you're very hands on. You have the access to all these this equipment, like all these cameras and photography, like everything that you need for your major. It's all there. So I get why it's expensive, but like you know, it was okay. Yeah, I did teach in high school. I used to teach a bar management class there. Nice. And I thought, oh, that'd be really cool because I still want to own a bar one day. Kilgallen's Pub might become like a real thing. That'd be so dope. You know what my hook would be? Instead of serving pitchers of beer, I serve gallons. And I do a whole thing where it's like, try the Kilgallen gallon. I hate, I hated that. I don't like that. You don't like that? <laughs> I don't know. I thought, I thought that was kind of fun. It's I a hook. It. I do. You like like it? I it would, just didn't like it. It would work for a certain it. crowd. <laughs> it would definitely work for a younger it's crowd. I just pictured you like with like a little like hat. Like <laughs> try, try the, the Kilgallen gallon? Like you're doing a fucking yeah, like, bullshit Irish accent. Like, have you ever worked in a bar? Yeah, I was an assistant manager at a bar. Yeah, so you got experience. Uh, when I was 23. It's very young when I got that job. And you know why I became bad at it, which led to me getting fired, essentially, which I was okay Alcohol. with. I actually kind of pushed it. No, comedy. Mm. I saw my comedy. It hurt my comedy. That, so and I realized, just, I'm like, I don't want to be a bar manager this month. I want to be a comedian. That's why I quit here. That's why I quit serving here. Yeah. To focus more on comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Because you there can't. You Work the shows and also be. You know, in LA at the comedy store, a lot of people try to do both, but eventually when they get good enough, they stop. Yeah, Carmen Morales car. just got a job at the comedy store. Yeah, I saw that. I like Carmen. She's yeah, cool. She's she cool. did photography for me, like my son's first picture she took. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's cool. I like her. I, now, yeah, I want to talk about, since we're going back to comedy, now we're off the nicknames kick. Although, hey, anyone listening, you got a cool nickname story, send it at me. <laughs> uh, I love a good nickname story. I feel really oh, weird. Oh, I didn't finish that I told the uh, uh, Eddie, Greek, Eddie Greek, what did I call him before? Greek I totally Eddie. forgot Greek Eddie. bullshit. Yeah, Greek Eddie. Um, he uh, was a dude that people were starting to get weary of because they're like, we think he cheats at cards. Like my friends in home games were telling me. So when I brought him this game. Your accent really came out there. Did that it? was really creepy. My Chicago accent? Yeah. Okay. I've never heard it like creepy? that. Creepy? Just really, like, it was just different than what I normally sound. Cheats cats. <laughs> I can't even do it. It was really. Maybe it's on Boston. I'm not good while hunting. I'm over really here. bad at accents. Mike. Clearly, <laughs> you keep yelling at Mike off uh, off camera. He's gonna there. wave again. I don't, I don't even have a mic. No one can hear me. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and we all pause for dead air. So Mike <laughs> <can't listen> <laughs> it's good to talk good, off mic. Good That's radio. The best best part. So. uh It gets down to the final table, and he's one of the six. I got knocked out. Bad beat. I'm telling you, but doesn't matter. I was standing around, everyone's standing around watching. I must have itched my arm or did something. And be, only because they were already suspicious of him, this guy thought I gave him a signal. I did not, right? I would never do that. And so this guy says, he goes, yo, I don't appreciate you helping him cheat. And I go, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, I don't appreciate what the fuck you two are doing. And I go, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I Trust me, no one's cheating here. You know, I'm underage. These guys were all in their like, probably early, late 20s, early 30s, and I'm... I'm 19 or 20. How do you get yeah. in there? 
Figgity? Front of a friend. Oh, okay. And I had a fake, fake ID. It's not a bar. I a fake ID. Oh, well, I guess well, the basement bar. I had to enter through the bar and then yeah. go down. So I did have a fake ID. So that's why. Anyhow, so as this guy who's in the game still, he's yelling at me. His buddy grabs a pool cue, like hit me with it. Luckily, someone stepped in front because I didn't see the dude. But you, you don't know me as well, sir. But Brian, you know me enough where I'm. I, I put my Guinness down and said, we're, we're going to fucking do this? Let's yeah. fucking go. Put the pool cue down, you little bitch. Started getting tougher back because that's how I respond to aggression. <laughs> and then they, the one, a couple of dudes tried to like pull me like away because I was really going back at them. They dragged me back upstairs. We're like, Let's do a drink and a shot. Then the guy who pulled the pool cue out comes upstairs and said, dude, let me buy you some drinks, dude. I feel bad. They told me that you're fucking cool and that you guys were playing separate tables. It's this other dude. Needless to say, you're welcome back. I feel bad, man. I, you know, but I don't handle cheating well. I'm like, neither do I, man. He goes, but your, your buddy's not welcome back. You tell that Irish Joe, okay, Greek Eddie's fucked. Yeah. And then I remember when we were walking out, I go, why the fuck do you feel the need to cheat? Me and him almost fought on the street there at Halstead and Diversity. So when you play and My poker, other friends wanted to fight him because they heard about it. I have some loyal fucking friends. I got a scar underneath my lip. I got elbowed in a game of basketball at an export. And right when I got elbowed, the guy like went running up the court. Didn't even say my bad. Sarah, you know this. You played sports. Yeah, if did. someone does an accidental hit you, Yes. You say my bad. Yeah. Right? Especially an elbow that was an accident because we were both going for the same rebound. He was on the other team, of course. Didn't say my bad. So as he's running up the court, I, open my, I grab my mouth right away. And then I say, where the fuck's my my bad? I think I like <laughs> yelled that. And blood shot out of my mouth <laughs> in a gross-ass way. And so then I go run into the bathroom because you know, I'm bleeding all over the place. And then I, I, I dabbed enough where I'm like, I got to get stitches because I can see it's a hole. Like, you know, my smile's slightly crooked because of it. <laughs> Who knows? That could have been. It's character. Anyhow, Joe, my uh, favorite thing about you is how you hang on to stuff. It's so I good. Dude. I, I, I really do. Man. I can tell you're, you're genuinely, you feel something from something that happened forever ago. Because I put myself back in that situation. I was annoyed. That guy, if he would have said, my bad, none of the following events would have occurred. That's how I view it. I go, it's a butterfly effect situation. If you would have done what you were supposed to do as a human being, acting in a civilized society, you know, A plus B plus C wouldn't have happened. <laughs> So then I realized, all right, I got to get stitches. I leave. My buddy drove, so I'm going to have to tell him, hey, we got to go take me to the hospital. As I come out, security's escorting my friends out. Oh, shit. I, got, I said, what the fuck? And my buddy goes, what the fuck happened there to the dude? And he goes, I don't know, man, basketball, baby. And he goes, no. And then they, they a brawl started on the court. Oh, fuck. That's the type of dudes I, I grew yeah, up yeah. with, man. So yeah, I, I, grew, gave, I grew up with similar people like that. Nice. I gave a girl 10 stitches in her forehead once uh, at a field hockey game. She didn't say Oh, I was bad. hoping like headbutted a bar. No, no. And like the th- it, when I tell people I try to act like such a badass, but after it happened, I cried so hard because I felt so terrible. Like I, did, you've seen field hockey. Yeah. Yeah. So I, don't know I, have an open, I have an open net, so I choke up on the stick and I swing it as hard as I can and it's not wood. It's like. Um, it's almost like a fiberglass it. it's like, Yeah, thing. that's yeah. what it is. And she and and I go. I feel my stick hit her head, and she just looks at me, and I'm looking at her, and just blood's trickling down her head, and she falls to the ground, and like I thought, and you know, I, she I has CTE I now. Like and I thought I killed her. She probably drowned. She stabbed herself in the chest. I was just like, but yeah, I felt it. that's only yeah, but that was an accident. That was an accident. I, I, I look, the elbow was an accident I, too, but you apologize. That's yeah, the thing. I there's, felt so terrible. There's protocol. Like, yeah. If they she pick said my up bad. basketball, you got to say my bad. My, <laughs> my bad is key. It's key. So you're a 24-year-old comedian. Brian, you're very, you, I think, are a resourceful tool as a comedian. <laughs> That's not bad. But I'm a for, tool, for sure. For, for sure. <laughs> Definitely but for a tool. comedy. Now, I've seen you post things. You were doing a thing for a while where you're posting, like, almost motivational stuff for comedians. Like, yeah. check out this interview, listen to this. I, you, you talked about... Uh, 
Bert Kreischer's podcast where he talked about social media and the things comedians could do to circumvent the industry. Yeah, there's a lot of good information. There's a lot of great things to do, which I'm kind of looking to do now. Not that I have any kind of real like hatred toward the industry. I just think there's a laziness on their end. And there are a lot of great comics slipping I always, the cracks. You guys have the fucking internet. The like internet, internet is exactly. the industry. I see people. If you're smart enough, you could put out your own five-minute clip, and it could get more views let's, than anything. Let's brag about Sarah anything. for a second. Yes. Today, she hit 5,000 followers on Instagram. 5,000? Damn, I better 5, get a repost because don't be like on my one friend. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> she went you. from 5,000? Damn. From, three, from three, three and a half weeks ago, the, or three weeks ago, the Laugh Factory Hollywood posted a clip of hers. Two clips. Two, well, they posted the first one, and then yeah, they and posted then a the meme, one. and then another clip. Uh, the meme, then the clip. No, anyway. So she she had like thirteen hundred followers, yeah, and then already it's like today almost less than a month later she hit five grand that's amazing and like you can see it's amazing how that happens you can see the activity too on her posts like she's getting 800 likes on a post versus before it was like 200 i have 200 dms from strange men that i don't know really that are super fun to read if you want to read them if you i would love to some are nice some are really nice like could you look up one at some point to read before the podcast I ends like toward to. the end maybe we'll close it on a couple some really good ones we can yeah. close on a couple of your yeah, favorite yeah, yeah. oh thank I you will. that sounds fun no five thousand i have 16 something and i've only recently not i've always been someone who posts every few days but now i'm trying to be a little bit more active about it because it is um i do like creating content you got to feed them. You got to feed, right? And you also got to be careful not to annoy them. Though. You don't want to annoy. There's different. Because I do go up and down. So, like, people will, maybe I'll post something somebody doesn't like and they don't give the. You know what I heard? I talked about this guy when I did a solo podcast. He's actually, and this is what I want to talk to you about, Brian. I'm bouncing around a little bit here, but it's all in the same uh, tone don't, here. Don't hate me, and this is going to sound like I don't want you to talk to him, but I broke the seal before we started, and I feel like I'm going to give myself a UTI. No, like, I have to go ahead. Go I'm ahead. I'm so sorry. No, no, we normally pause it, but since I have, if when I do one on one podcasts, I, we both. I, right, I got to go pee too. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I've, uh, then we'll just pause it, but I had to pause for Chelsea Hood. I've had yeah. to pause sometimes for myself, so hopefully Sarah doesn't feel bad. You don't. I've been training my bladder for this. Women for get months. UTIs very easily. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. No guy would ever. I don't. Have you ever heard of a guy getting UTI? Do men get UTIs? I think you get it from them, right? That's like you get the infection from them sometimes. Okay. You know, I don't. I'm not a doctor. I've never gotten a UTI. Yeah, me either. Well, I what I was going to say though is you and I, and I will, I'll bring her back into this because I think she probably jumps on this. Is that? Uh, we're both like kind of into um, bettering our lives or like, what's the word? I, I kind of wrote it down in a certain way. Yeah, to better yourself. Yeah. We're kind of into bettering ourselves as human yeah. beings. And I feel like you seek out things to learn more to better yourself. Whether I know you take very good care of yourself physically. <laughs> I don't. You know? don't? Yeah, You've yeah. helped comedians lose I, weight though. Yeah, definitely. Like I go through waves like anything though. Like I right now I've been working out again recently, but I definitely go up and down. I, I'm like, it's weird. I go in between like 15 to 20 pounds up or down. Okay. And like, I don't know if that's a lot uh, for you, but that like, would be a lot for me. Yes. Yeah. For me, I can, I can bounce between like 205 and 185 all the time. Damn, dude. Um, you'd be great at cutting weight if you were in MMA. Yeah. It's weird. Like I can go up. I can lose weight quick too. See, that's um, it's weird. I used to be able to. I used to be a person where I always wanted to gain weight because I always thought I was way too skinny. Yeah. Then now I'm at a point where I want to lose about five pounds. I've been hovering around in between like 185 and 188. And this is, I've given up pop. I haven't had pop in about two months. I thought that alone I was going to drop 10 pounds. Yeah. It's still weird to hear it called pop because at first, the first thing I think is pot. I'm like, you don't even smoke pot. And then like. I call it's, soda. Pop, I occasionally 
don't like, have a little. I go into pop. I'm like, oh, pop, pop. Well, you're both wrong for calling it soda. Whatever. Yeah, I call it. Chicago, we call it pop. Yeah. I have a lot of listeners throughout the country who probably get cringe when I say pop. I have a theory. It's because in Chicago, growing up, I called everyone by their last name, and I think it's a Chicago thing to call people by their last name. Oh, soda. And pop. I think I think pop is soda's last name. Oh. First that's, name soda, last name. That's pop. funny. I like it. It's but I grew theory. up where everybody called last name, and yeah, no, no. Soda. Okay, well, <laughs> but that's a way good to shoot concept. that shit. To it's a good yeah. concept. All right, thank it, you. It would work. <laughs> kind of uh, random. I prayed a little bit there, but that's fine. So we're both. We were talking about while you went to go pee. Sorry, I don't be sorry we're at all. About, I, we're talking Chelsea Hood and I, I did it. We paused it so we could piss. I almost. You did? I'd say this is episode seventeen of the previous sixteen. Eight of them we paused to take a piss. I had Seriously, to I mean, I was just waiting for a time. You feel better? I feel so much better. Good. I'm glad you do. So, uh, what were we talking about? Was in there. <laughs> Brian and I are into like researching how to better yourself as a person. Yeah. A lot of it's because I'm a dad now, and also because. Congrats you know, on that. Thank you. Yeah. Over, you know, I'm a, almost. I'll be. I'm 11 years into comedy, closer to 12 years. Damn. So there are some times where I look back, like my 20s, and you're in right now. So this is some advice I give you. But I think you've already are putting that kind of business cap on a little bit. Which I don't think about, though, because you're only 20. I don't mean to cut you off just then, but I didn't want to like give you mixed advice. And don't take advice from you. Listen to everybody, but whether or not you apply the advice yeah, is a yeah. different story. I My 20s in Chicago, I started when I was 22. How, how old were you when you started? I Two and a half years ago. So, up, so you were 21 going on 22 20, or 20? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay yeah. Right? Right, Dad? <laughs> right. Um... <laughs> So I'm, I'm 33 now, but anyway, my 20s, I like to refer to as my roaring 20s, because, you know, but I really, I was out every night doing comedy, of course, but also out every night at 4am bars, yeah. drinking constantly. I mean, there were times where I'd sit back going, when was the last time I didn't have a drink? And it would be scary to think yeah. because, and I never thought considering myself an alcoholic because I wasn't getting drunk every night. And right. you don't need it but the a next lot of, morning. No, it was, right. I never felt, I, I like the same reason I like bars and, and pubs and that atmosphere. I like, I don't like drinking. I like to party. Right. Well, that's the kind of, that's one of the things that we talk about a lot because I do s- struggle with that because you get, because I, and I joke Go about this, waves, I'm yeah. the kind of person that like, I can't. I don't like having one drink. I don't see the point in it. I feel that buzz, and I'm like, I want another, and I want another, and I want to feel good, and I want to have a good night. And it's hard when, like, you. Well, I wasn't having one, but I knew. Right, right, right. But it's I met hard number when you're three like, or four. I got to yeah, go home when, now. You know, you're constantly in that in that scene, and like sometimes you're getting paid in drinks. Oh, like, totally, yes. So you feel like, oh, well, I'm not getting money for this. I should have the two beers. And for me, it's never been. I'm learning to balance it right now, and I think it's good because I'm still young, and I'm learning that that I that there needs to be a balance because like there does, and nothing ever good comes of me like getting slosh. Like the next, like I get sad, I get angry, and he's told me like you're just like you, it doesn't help you focus on what you need to focus, and like you think it does because you're like I did a mic or two tonight, I deserve these eight beers, and then the next so morning I, I don't I don't do shit, I don't do anything all yeah. day, I don't write, I don't do anything, and it's just like. Where's the... I never filmed myself. I never recorded myself. Um, I would, you know, push a few things on social media. I started to do a couple little things here or there, but as far as, like, consistency and actually trying to, like, use the internet as a tool, like what we were talking about with Brian is being a good guy for helping comedians. I mean, like, look, guys, listen to this, listen to that, listen to that, or you could do this, you could do this, you know, all that. I wasn't doing any of that. Mm-hmm. I, Because I thought, I'm like, I'm a comedian. I'm going to go tell jokes. That's it. I wasn't trying to get an agent. I didn't even think about that. I didn't think about. I didn't go on any auditions. My entire twenties living in Chicago, and Chicago films a lot of stuff. I just wasn't in that. I'm. I wanted to do stand up. That's all I wanted to do. And I also think I there didn't was care. 
not to cut you off, there's a cool factor in like the uh, I'm just in stand up. I'm not going to focus on any of the fucking any of the other shit. I'm going to get great at it, which is it's awesome and it works. It definitely works. There's people that have like put their entire time in just the craft portion of it and but there is another side of it that is the business side that if you can fucking study it you can make money doing this and i don't the main goal for a comedian is to be able to tell jokes for money you want to be able to support yourself even if it's fucking a hundred thousand dollars a year you're like (laughs) fantastic yeah that's great of course but even if it's a hundred thousand dollars a year you're never fucking huge you just are making enough money to support you could carve out your own little audience that's the dream fucking comedy yes what you want to do yes and so you have the ability right now to do that especially now and i think when you were coming up there was a lot of like it was like it's the cool factor like you look at you looked at the anti-comic you look at the people that are like i don't give a i'm not going to post my selfie i'm not going to fucking tweet every day i'm not going to facebook <sighs> all the time because i'm fucking i'm committed to this shit here's like, how stupid i was deep in it i was so dumb to the fact that i didn't want to post any of my stand-up clips on youtube because i thought if someone gonna c- steal your jokes no not even oh. that dumb i thought if people come to see me i want every i want it to be fresh yeah but also Someone it's like post- how do they come see you if they don't like you and know what the fuck you got that's how dumb that was so stupid like i had no sense that with happened that. on the on my because uh, people have been coming to my personal youtube account that i don't even use like the, i've only posted i think a five minute and a ten minute and i haven't updated them in a long time and somebody wrote like Found you from the Laugh Factory's Hollywood website, but it's the same set as this one. Do you have, like, write new jokes? And I wrote, like, I do have new jokes. Come to a fucking live show. Like, I haven't recorded. You no, know you do. You should start recording and start putting out. I know. I ha- Especially well, now I that you're, to. yeah, you have to now. now and those 5,000 followers, man. Well, no, that's a start, though. That's a start. And it's. But the fact that somebody even, like, wrote that, like, I want to, like, it wasn't mean. It was just, like, I want to hear something new. I've already heard this from where I came from. You got to feed them. You got to feed them. And I do think there's still something with social media where people are, like, a little bit like, this feels cheap. It feels. No, like, I came about right before social media started when I first started doing stand up. I mean, obviously, MySpace, no, MySpace was a thing, of course, you're right. I wasn't allowed Um, to. And Dan Cook was there. But I mean, before that, like, (laughs) that hit, before that hit nationally, (laughs) you weren't really. I wasn't. You're so young. I wasn't allowed to have a MySpace, and then when I got you and I are the same school, age, Brian. Yeah. Oh God, don't you feel old as shit right now? <laughs> not even that old, though. For comedy, luckily I'm not, you're, but for you, I would be. Thirty-three. Yeah, I'm thirty-two. I, I turned thirty-three this year. That's so. not bad. Yeah. Still- <laughs> Thanks. You graduate '03. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. '03. Okay. You graduate '03 too? I I failed eighth grade, but I was supposed to. Yeah. Oh, okay, I was cool. nine. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get it. Were oh, you okay. really nine? Nine. So young, so adorable. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> no, the way I'm like, uh, oh, anyway, though, back to, but with the social media thing, I get there's this natural thing where I'm like, do I want to be this comic that annoys people on social media? Do I want to? Yeah. Because social media isn't cool in a lot of ways. But you're not annoying people. That's the thing. But it's useful. You guys, you're right. You guys, you guys, and even it's, it's fucking stupid because I hate it. You guys fucking play to the back of the room with social media. Like it's you guys. Some comics do it in the club. You play to the back of the room, but then some people do it on social media too. And it's like no, fucking play for everybody else. It's social media. Like you, you. There's so many fucking people. But here. I do understand. Oh my what, god, I do understand what he's saying. No, I do. I, sometimes I, I'll like the ins- way- I'll Instagram a tweet, and I'm like, why am I doing this? And then it'll get like a shit ton of likes. I'm like. I'm like, okay, maybe this is why I'm doing it. But, but you do feel that, but like, oh. You I don't, feel that. I damn it, Brian. That yeah. is the best way I've ever heard that put. You play to the back of the room on social media. That is f- 
genius, it's true, dude. Though. No, I if you saw the way if you would, I, I'm glad we're filming this. You could see my reactions. You said that I literally just was like, what the fuck? Because I hate comics who play to the back of the room. Yeah. Now, for those of you listening who aren't comedians, which I, I most of you are, I hope. Um, <laughs> In our world, playing to the back of the room means you're trying to. What's up, Dale? No, that'd be the worst, man. Be, that that'd break my heart if most of my listeners were comedians. No. I know I have comedians listening, and I'm appreciative of that. I'm grateful, but I want regular people I think listening my to mom's this. Mom's gonna listen, so she's not a comedian. Good, I like your mom. Oh yes, yeah, Jonah Jerkins' mom listens. She's hey, Jonah's mom. Obsessed with them. She's like, he looks like Bobby Flay. I got that uh, over the weekend. A, a few girls came up to me going, "Has anyone ever said I go Bobby Flay?" Yeah, yeah. You used to have the bit. You used to have the bit. They're like, "It's a compliment." We mean it's a compliment. I get it. I get it. It's fine. Um, I just said it's all the time. Annoyed you so much. No, your mom. It's no. She, she was nice. talking to you though. She loved yeah, I remember talking to her. She was yeah. really cool. I like that. I like supportive mothers like that. Uh, so, like I was saying though, with I comedians, we're giving you a little inside information for those of you who aren't comedians. Playing to the back of the room means you're the back of the room is where the comedians hang out. Mm. So you're just trying to make comedians laugh. Equate it to your job where people are just like kissing the boss's ass in a yeah. sense. Because in a way, you're getting peer approval is is important as a comedian, sure. But if that's all you care about, you're gonna find yourself st- stuck in a, in a lot of ways. You're limiting yourself. Everything. Because if you're good to the audience, the comedians are gonna like you too. Right. So if you're just playing to them, you're their little fucking mascot. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't like that. I like I like people who could kill for both. Or, or just kill for the audience because yeah. at the end of the day, the comics aren't buying tickets to right. see you. So who no. gives a shit about their opinion? They're just going to criticize you anyway. They're going to criticize you anyway. The only way that hurts, though, in our industry is comedians do have a lot of say because people in it, like, um, you know, managers or agents or executives will say, hey, who should we look out for? And if you're someone they don't like, they're not going to mention you, even if you're deserving. Sure. So there's that. But then again, then fuck if, you're, if you But if you build your audience enough where exactly. it's like, yeah, fuck them. Because yeah. you you're buying Let me tickets. Can I ask you a question? Go for so it. Do you think there's a... So do you, I don't want to say the comic's name because I just opened for them and they're pretty well known. It's not Chris Red. It's somebody else. But Oh, I'll talk he, shit about Chris Red. No, Chris, no, Red's, Chris Red's a great friend of mine. I love him too. I'm joking. But That's why I said it because I'm joking. For, he's hated by other comics hated but the reason he's successful is because he found like his he he does have a gross absurd whatever joke type if you could call it that but like it's but he found like his audience where like every he, he's doing well and he's making money off of it is it a mostly it. female audience good. yep yes. I'll, I'll i know you're talking about okay, so you know exactly talking about. Which should we not say his name brian 30 minutes of his set is calvin klein is there you go ck or the initials 30 minutes of his set is saying Okay, who has a question for me? And Curtis was, or you know, was like, "Can you imagine getting paid money for somebody to ask, like, for you to talk to a microphone and go, who has a question for?'" But me? that and means then, you have fans. But you, but that's what I'm saying. He's making money, and he has fans that come to the shows and love it. They love seeing, you know, him listen, saying, listen, "Oh, you going to take your tampon out." I went and saw. Like, they love it. They I went love and saw. It. I went and saw Joe Rogan in 2008. Okay, this is before his podcast existed. It was he only had a message board. After his shows, he used to do a question and answer. So he would do an hour stand-up set, okay. and then he would do a question and answer with the crowd. And he would invite the entire audience, like anybody you want to line up, ask a question. He would spend an hour and a half doing a question and answer after the show. That's but that's after the show. That's after the show. But totally it's, different. It's, yeah. It's this. It's the same. Sure. It's well, it's engaging show, your audience. Whatever. Right. It's the same idea, though, that people, if they want to fucking ask you a question, they're going to ask you a question. You but have to. I think a lot of comics, 
they don't realize that they're famous or they don't they don't think about the the wow factor like what you're doing on stage is you guys humble it a lot but you're you're blowing people away a lot of times because you're like oh my god like this is their night out. They're fucking enjoying themselves. Like they haven't been out in a long time and they get to watch somebody perform something that makes them feel something. And so I'm not bashing what he does. I'm just saying there, we were talking about playing to the back of the room, but he's doing the opposite because everybody in the back of the room doesn't hates like it. hates him, but they're so not if, buying the tickets. Right. You're here's, right. Here's, so does it matter? So should you, so like, should you try to, so you were, but there's it also doesn't le- matter, but then there's also, let, let me give you my opinion real quickly on this. Uh, I see Brian's point where it's like it doesn't matter that he carved out an audience, so he gets to do that. But then I respect that. From the, by yeah. the people that are, that I'm gonna address that too. Around. I from an from a, I, hate, I hate saying artist because as a, I know, comedians are artists, of course. I just don't like saying artists because I never want to take it that seriously because I, I just don't like that. You know what I mean? But as an artist, I despise that because you have an audience and you're wasting that time. Grant, like what Joe Rogan did. See, I, you know, I lived in LA for three years. Joe Rogan works his fucking ass off in so many ways. Yeah. But also as a comedian, he's at a point where he could kind of go like a Chris Rock route. I know Chris Rock, I'm not knocking him, but he has writers. It's pretty, Kevin Hart has writers. It's kind of known. Kevin Hart has to. He has, I, I don't know how he has a minute to do anything. But Rogan, I would see out. I would see him at the Ha Ha Club in North Hollywood. You know, he, he would pop into clubs that he were beneath him. No offense, yeah. North Hollywood comedy club. Uh, Comedy Cafe or Haha um, ha Club. Yeah, I forgot the name of it for yeah. a second. But that dude like was working on the cra- – he wanted to be also still a great stand-up, and he is. I want to clarify the writing thing because it always bugs me when people say this. They're like, oh, this person has writers. This person has writers. Now – They have collaborators is what I should have said. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. I apologize. Like, I You're right. That, that's you got to want to cheapen those guys because those guys are beasts. That's a Both lot the people I named are Hall of Fame. They're, they're, it's a lot different. That is a lot different. Yes, it is a lot different. They're not writing. They're but help, they're helping. It's like – I'm saying Rogan could do that. I wasn't knocking it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't knocking course, it per se. Definitely. Well, Liam Gallagher is one of my favorite. He was a singer of Oasis on concert twice last year. Because uh, I never wasn't really that into Oasis when they were going on, but his brother wrote his songs before. Yeah. Now he's on his own. He writes some of his songs, but he also collaborates with other people. I don't care. Yeah, you know, uh, comedy is different than music. But go ahead, comedy. I mean, music gets yeah. accepted. <laughs> music gets accepted. Obviously, yeah. I would care if someone was writing all your other shit. Yeah. I, I didn't mean it to knock them because I do know they collaborate. They sit around with a bunch of funny people and they bounce it's, shit it's off more each other. Like, to, just to like, give you more of an even, because I've talked to people that have done it for those people, especially I've talked to people that have done it for Chris Rock, is that your Chris Rock will go up and he'll talk about a concept and then they'll help tag and yes. like everything which, that Which doing. is pretty common for comedians actually in and general, exactly. yes. Jeff R. Curie gave but it's me like, one of my it's tags a paid, like a year it's ago. A paid Marty, I've only taken like, two in about 12 years, Marty DeRose and Adam Burke, who are both had on the podcast. They're both giving me tags. And yeah. that's I've taken two. Yeah. I hear I'll, people have one for me. I'll go, yeah, I'll hear it. I've given most people, time I say I've no. given people tags here that like they've actually sure you do. You're you're quick on your feet, man. When yeah. you we did this great you tribute to Schwan, and yeah. you and Curtis hosted it, and that was an amazing thing. And you guys did a fantastic job running that. Thank you. Because it was a memorial. Was so and those aren't easy to do. That. I I didn't. I was. You guys were in your to, element, though. You're great. It, like yeah. alone, and I told Curtis, I was like, listen, man, like. I'm not, I like, I don't really like public speaking. And so I was like, I can't, I'd, I'd rather just fill in with jokes. Like you're good at hosting. Like you're good at speaking. Like you go up and you host this shit. And then 
Was he thinking he wasn't going to be able to do it because it was going to be too hard? Or? Yeah, he didn't like it either because he he was felt like he was going to cry the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was a tough situation. We each other out. For the, for the loyal listeners who have listened to the podcast from the beginning episode, a few episodes ago, I had... Uh, it was the Alone episode. The Alone, the one I did solo, where I drank alone. Which is great. You could do that, I think... Yeah. Not to interrupt, I think you should do that once a week and then do a one with guests once a week. But go ahead. Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, people really like that, actually. Yeah, yeah, I, was I, was, I felt we were doing it. You're, you're good at ranting. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I like to go off. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. I mentioned Schwan on that podcast and talked about him. About a week later, we did Laugh Factory at a memorial, and it was an amazing event and a great way to honor a great dude. So, and, and Brian Morton and um, Curtis uh, Shaw Flag. Uh, you guys hosted it and did a, did a great job. Yeah. Like you guys threw in humor when humor needed to be thrown in, yeah. and then you did like yeah. like sense, uh, sentimental was, stuff when that needed to. It was it was awesome. It was crazy. It was awesome. Like I was they were sobbing amazing. and then laughing the next minute, and you were just kind of like they were so good. And everybody was doing the same thing, and it was just a very comics were joking in the back, going, "Okay, when we die, I want these two to be yes. running." <laughs> yes. Like no, I'm not kidding. We want you two to run wakes. You guys yes. should start a business. You know the internet will get you out there. Like yeah. we're, we'll run your wake for you. Like it was yeah. it was amazing. It's a good um, movie concept. Yeah, it would it be. Yeah. Uh, well, hey, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, you looking for another project together? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so real quick, uh, Brian, you mind bartending for me just because you're closer? You mind filling me up? Um, I, I got a little bit left, but I figured you could top me off there. And while you're doing that, Sarah, I will wrap up the comic you're talking about in that. Yeah. And Brian, you could yes. then chime in on that because I'm I'm agreeing with both you in a sense. It's his audience. He could do it. I mentioned yeah. Joe Rogan because Rogan did it after his show, and Rogan also says he still works because he still as the artist and the creator, and him wants to be a killer comedian still. Mm-hmm. So when I hear about that dude you're talking about, yeah. waste half an hour of his hour for question and answer, and everyone in the back hating it, I understand why they hate it. I don't blame him. He's got the audience. The audience likes. I get that. It's I bad, then Andy. think, why not do material, though, man? Well, you're getting lazy. The reason people started to turn on Dane Cook wasn't just because, well, partly because he blew up real quick. And I've met him a few times. I thought he was a really nice guy to me. So I'm not even knocking Dane Cook. But he had, in his one album that was really big, his first album was, was really good. I, if I meet anyone who says they didn't like Dane Cook's first album, I think they're full of shit. Because it was legitly a funny album. The second album, he did a callback to the first album. Because he was so big, he knew he could. And yeah. there was a laziness there that comedians naturally repel against. We don't like that kind of shit. We don't like shortcuts. We don't but like you're the like, com- oh, they worked this time. Exactly, so. right? We don't like short- the same reason we don't like the sitcom star who becomes a comedian. Because we think you're taking a shortcut. Right. Now, there's some people who go about the right way where they're like, no, I'm going to put in the hours. I'm going to hustle because I want the respect of my peers. But there are some people who are like, right. Theo Vaughn, who I, I'm a big fan of, I, I've, I've opened for him in the past. Oh, he's coming here. He's coming to the Laugh yeah. Factory in August, so there's a plug for those shows. If you're in Chicago, definitely come check him out. He's a great dude. Hopefully, I'm going to be able to try to get him on this podcast. Hung out with him a bunch in LA. I'd, I'd met him in Chicago. I'd featured for him in a club here like five, six years ago. Longer it's okay than to maybe. say the club. You know. I don't even want to say the okay. club. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Um, and I don't even wish them ill will. I hope they do great. A rising tide lifts all boats. I hope every comedy club on the, in the goddamn planet sells out every show. But I have my reasons for not naming them. Your fucking passion is so nice. But you know, I don't. I don't get booked by that. I don't. I don't work there. So. It, but I think. The, but I think it's not just the question and answer. It's the fact that a lot. I've heard a lot of people say this guy doesn't even do jokes. He makes like gross sounds and sex noises okay, into the microphone. Too. He. It's. It's eighty percent. Because so when I went up for him, he told me. He 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 needed a female host and he needed a clean a clean uh, ten, and so Curtis was like, "Can you do a clean ten? And I was like, uh, 
I mean, how clean? Like, yeah, kind of. And so, like, in my head, I'm because like... Because oh, your social media is not that clean. No, it's not. You do, like, some fun sexual stuff that I like. It's no. hilarious. Yeah. Because it's honest, too, you well, know? yeah. And so, I go, oh, I'll do five minutes of clean stuff, and then I'll do crowd work. And then I meet him before the show, and he goes, hey, yeah, yeah, uh, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, uh, can you do, like, 12 minutes? 12 minutes of, like, just clean, Why does he sound clean. like an Italian woman from Brooklyn? See, I'm so bad at accents. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to try to... <laughs> no, but he was just like, good, good for you. Good for it you. Was do dice. a stand-up. Do a stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, now we know. Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> Bragger over here. Sperry open for Dice. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be on this podcast. I'm, like, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, no, you probably would. Yeah. No, I probably would. But he was like, "Can you? you're, you're just going to do 12 minutes. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Curtis, let me know. He goes, okay, totally clean. No crowd work. And I'm like... Oh, I've what? had that before. No, That's rough. Host- it's like doing comedy with your arm behind your back, but especially I'm, as a host. No, I'm I've done that with a host. Hosting the show, and I go. So, I'll say Whitney Cummings asked me not to do so crowd work. Do you not want me to be like welcome? Who's been to the Laugh Factory before? And he goes, um, yeah, you. Can, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say that. But I do a lot of crowd work. Like most of my stuff's crowd work, so just limit it. So I'm like, fuck. Don't ask them if they have any questions. That's the number one have rule. Any questions? Because that's what he did, right? Right. Oh yeah. Uh, so like, so I go up there and I. I do like clean stuff, but the thing is, he kind of like whoever's hosting for him. If he gives them those rules, which I think is fucking dumb, if a comic gives another comic's rules, I think that's so so stupid. But he set me up for failure because that whole crowd was there for him. They wanted the dirty shit. They wanted the nasty shit. I told my clean jokes. They weren't laughing at any of it. I said one nasty you thing, and they, they killed. Right? Yeah. They erupted. Yeah, that I hate. That, that I'm he, sorry. He I get it's your crowd, but fuck failure. no. I, I was because really you're not about it. That that bothers me because what he's doing is he feels if you do dirty stuff, it hurts his impact. It's no. He wants the he wants the contrast. Yeah, the which contrast. I which again, that's the impact. I'm though. not even warming them up because it's they like don't never saying hear my, fuck, and then when you say fuck, it has more yeah, impact. Yeah. Right, I get what. It, yeah. But they. I mean, I, I said one that. slightly like dirty thing. And so I was like, oh, shit. So Sounds then like Curtis me. should have just booked a clean comedian. Well, you, well yeah, maybe. Uh, but you also know what, though? <laughs> the reason why Bill Burr is the best comic on the planet and why everyone loves Bill Love Burr him. is why everyone loves him. He's the best comic I'm on the planet. I'm not a huge fan at all. Yeah, it's no, funny. I You're met joking, him when right? I, I, no, I swear. Really? I, yeah. I okay, well. when I first came to Chicago, and I met him after a show at the Chicago Theater. And I was like, hey, Bill, I love you so much. I go, I'm, I'm an improver. Like I, and I do a little stand-up. This was like a couple years ago. And he goes, oh, nice, nice. Uh, uh. One, one piece of advice stay away from those male comedians and I did not I did not, <laughs> I did not listen to his one piece of advice that's the one thing he told me he he's, was, he's I, so uh, cool a lot of people he I is like super cool I man I, I played I hockey like, with him once like him as a person great guy his stand up to me I in case my mom's listening to this but if I wanted to hear somebody complain for an hour I'd talk to my mom it's that's, going to fucking that's, rust that's <laughs> it's so funny well, who are your favorite comedians, though? I have to ask because you don't like Bill Burr, which is weird. Ooh, I, I don't need to hear your favorites. I want to hear Brian's. Now, you can get to yours, but I'm curious. Only you didn't slam who's considered the best comic in the world. I didn't you know what slam? I mean? No, he said he doesn't like him. He, he, he oh. doesn't like him. So, oh, so yeah. I'll, I, that's why I want to know yeah, because yeah, yeah. He, if yeah. you don't like Bill Burr, I want to know who your favorites are. Uh, Joey Diaz is my favorite comic. Joey Diaz is yeah. fan. He's great. Yeah, yeah. No, I love Joey. I. Uh, I really. I like mentioned you when I first met him. Yeah. I told you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that kid. Yeah. He calls everyone kid, but no, he, he definitely liked you. Yeah, he knew yeah. you. Uh, I, I love Brian Callen. Um, let's see. It's funny not to find the Bill Burr stuff funny and also like Brian Callen. I like Brian, Brian Callen. Brian he's a nice Callen dude. to me is so... He's talking about how buff he is and no, shit. No, no, it's he's hilarious. He's so over the top that it's so stupid to me that it kills me. Like okay. When he acts out shit, it's 
I like Sebastian a lot. Like there's, Sebastian's bigger there's, actor. There's, I actually I, I featured for Brett Ernst last weekend, right? Yeah. Sebastian's father came to the show. Oh wow. But and Brett gave me shit going, Hey dude, I was gonna introduce you to him and then I didn't see you and I go how often you get to see his uh, uh, Sebastian's dad? He goes, well, not that often. I go, exactly. I didn't want to interfere. You have, well, you got ten minutes with the guy. You're going to spend five of introducing right. him to me. No, man, I'm not. And then it, he's like, you're a good kid. I'm like, no, I get that. Like, if I, I'm going to shake his hand, saying, hi, nice to meet you. I'm a big fan of your son. Cool, great. Like, what's the point? Like, right. but his dad was there, nice guy. And Sebastian's taking a pen again. He's back, a good dude. Like Brett and Sebastian. They oh yeah, they, they go. They've like, known each other for a long ass time. They came up together. Sebastian. Yeah, he's. Oh, great. I told my dad Sebastian Mascalco open his. One special, the latest one, I think, which was shot at the Chicago Theater. He opened it by saying, like, he, oh, I told all my friends and family I'm performing at the Chicago Theater, and they're all from around here, so they know what a big deal it is. I tell my dad, my dad goes, where are all these people supposed to park? <laughs> I hear, dude, I heard that. I'm like, that's my dad. That's yeah. exactly what my dad, because my dad, my dad, I'll not, he's notorious for People go, where's your dad? I thought he was coming. I go, he couldn't find parking, so he left. He will, and he doesn't put that much effort in. He'll drive around three times and yeah, then leave. Well, Even for like your you little games. Him. I'll that's give you an like, example. My cousin, no, because I played. A, I, I my park, the park I played Little League at was literally around the block. So I live in a great neighbor, Porch Park. I lived around the block from the park, grade school I right there. Like a, I don't know if that's your current neighborhood, but you posted like current. a dog thing about. I was your, at the dog park there. Yeah, you posted like really like it was like a gangster dog signs like keep your dog away. Yeah, dog's I love a, that. They're fucking. Yeah. It's a badass neighbor. The, the neighbor, in L.A. They would never have that. in L.A. So if you're a dog owner out there, you know when you take your dog to mix them in with other dogs, there are, there are what I call pussy dog owners <laughs> who don't understand how dogs are in nature. Now my dog, when she wants to play, her tail wags like crazy, which people get, but she also barks a little bit. She kind of goes rah rah like a she, dog and a baby. Yeah, and I yeah. walk them both a few times a day by myself because I'm a stay at home dad At during the same the day. time. Yeah. And sometimes it's annoying because I'll be getting the stroller going with some good momentum. And my dog goes, I got a scent. And she starts going backwards. I go, motherfucker, come on, Holly. Damn it. She's the, alpha female. She's a little badass. You got to train the dog to walk the baby. That would be ideal, right? But there, she's super protective, though. Perfect. She, she's an alpha female. Like, Perfect. Not going to get fucked with? If, uh, if anything, if anyone got, like, sometimes we go on walks. And if there's, I, I tell other people, they go, is your dog friendly? Because they want to see if the dogs could meet. I go, she is, but not when he's here. Because mm-hmm. she views everyone as a threat. When I met my nephew for the first time, I sat down to hold him, and Hank, their dog, bit bit my hand. Ah. Yeah, it was bizarre. No, it was, it was like very, when my very, wife was pregnant, we'd go to the dog parks in L.A., and it used to be before she was pregnant, dogs could come up to her, and she'd be like, hi, other doggy, and like, can meet them, and no problem. Then when she got pregnant, we'd go to the dog park. Any dog that even got near her, she'd go after. I had to rip her off a pit bull. She took a pit bull to its back. What kind of dog is she? She's a boxer lab. Boxers are tough, too. People forget that. Boxers are tough as fuck. They are, you know? I got a boxer pit bull. But so, like, boxer pit bulls are fucking bad. We almost got one because when we went to the rescue place, they had boxer pit bull puppies. Yeah. The reason we got our dog was because when we went on their website, they had, like, pictures of the dogs that they just, like, got in. That was the first one we saw. And then even so, we're like, well, maybe we should get a smaller dog because we'll be traveling, going back and forth to LA to Chicago. And and so we were kind of thinking, well, we'll get a smaller dog. But then when we walked into the place, they had the dogs running loose. There's a place in, in West Hollywood called Barking Bitches. It was like yeah. a, an adoption center, like a rescue joint. And uh, she was the first one to come up to us. I go, this is the fucking dog. This is the first one we saw. This is kind of like, you know, serendipity, right? Yeah. Anyhow, though, um, a lot of dog owners don't get that. I remember one time, I never saw my wife get this mad. She was like, I wanted to fucking hit that lady. Like, we show up at the dog park and all the dogs are chasing one dog, which is what dogs do. They'll play, you know, but they're all chasing the one. My dog gets in and my dog was athletic. She's quick, you know. She was like two at the time, one <laughs> at the time. She catches up and is like the first one there. And the woman was like, no, not that dog. That dog's aggressive. And I'm like, bitch, you've never met my fucking dog before. 
right? And normally I don't say bitch, but for this woman, how what else are you gonna call someone who hates dogs? Just fucking a female bitch, dog. right? Cunt is a better word. And uh, so anyway, the Portage Park I was dog park all podcast to see. <laughs> right there, you go. The Portage Park dog park in Chicago has a sign basically saying, "If you don't understand that dogs get a little bit wild, get the fuck out of here." Basically, yeah. I mean, they did it in a little bit nicer terms, but they also threw in that little dig, which I'm like, "This is like the most Chicago yeah. passive aggressive." I'm calling you a pussy to your face without saying actual pussy because it's a sign. Yeah, when you it's posted, great. I was like, "That's fucking real." Like, that's that's f- what needs to be at every dog. Every park. dog park yeah, needs to be at the every park fucking dog park. dog park needs. I'm to be the next neighbor over, but my parents still live in that neighborhood so you know i'll um i'll bring my dog by there sometimes and in the summer there's a dairy queen over there yeah so i hit up dq get a cookie dough blizzard oh, yeah. take my dog around and it's, it's a good time because i'm not too far from there it's about right. 10 minutes away we should be we should be I also big, big jay okerson's one of my favorite comics as well okay yeah. well so you do like a lot of awesome comics i just was curious why you didn't yeah. like bill burr because all the comics you named if you asked them their favorite they comic bill they would say bill burr yeah but what i like about bill burr was i was gonna say was that He's got the ultimate um, comics loving. He's always he's always like pushing it, coming up with new stuff. He respects the craft of comedy and always wants to get better. This dude's fifty, but still is like I got to keep up because I don't want to fall behind. Dude, I don't, don't want to get, get lazy. And he, I oh respect, no, this was I'm sorry. I respect Bill Burr. I forgot. Okay, I, I'm glad. Of course There's you do. Difference. Of course you do. Yeah, 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 I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply otherwise. And, and Sarah, I didn't mean to touch your shoulder. You're just right next to me, and you, you're, I was reminded of what you said. Uh, it's the, yeah, it's, it's the Me Too movement. So sometimes you're worried about being like, <laughs> what's, right, you know. Right, but if right. Brian was in here, I'd be doing the same shit. Yeah. I, I am. I'm kind of like that. If I'm right next to you, I'd be like, dude, you fucking see that game? <laughs> and I, I touch your shoulder. <laughs> uh, what I was going to say is so you brought up the comedian who set you up to fail. Yeah. What I like about Bill Burr right now and what he's doing is so he's doing his Monday morning podcast is huge. It's one of the biggest in, on the planet. He, he does it alone, right? Where yes. he rants for a while? He does. He rants. Uh, well, that's another reason why I was a little bit weird about it because <laughs> we're both angry redheads. I don't want people to think I'm ripping him off. And when he talks about his, all, he's bald now, right? He's bald now. Luckily, little, yeah. you guys are a little bit. Luckily, different. I'm glad he went bald. That's right, motherfucker. We got we're separate now. Uh, <laughs> just give me shit. But, I believe you've been in fights. I don't believe he has. But keep going. No, I don't think he has either. But I, I definitely you. have. I've got this. I got a yep. scar on my pinky yeah, to prove yeah. it. I've heard the stories. You have. I've heard a knockout story or two. But go ahead. Sorry. What he's doing now with this Thursday podcast is he's having guests on. And his rationale was, I've got this platform I want to promote. I want to push other comedians. He started All Things Comedy with Al Magical yeah. to promote to push other comedians. He, Which is like, great. like I had said earlier about comedy clubs, the rising tide lifts all boats. I wa- if you're out there and you're starting anything related to comedy, you're in my world. So I love you. Yeah, I'm grateful that you're here. Lot more help. Yeah, let's get this more mainstream. Because in my perfect world, I want stand-up comedy, live stand-up comedy to be thought of the way movies are thought of. Where it's like, all right, say you're a random couple out there. You're listening to this podcast. I would love it for every Friday, Saturday night, you and your boyfriend or husband or your girlfriend, your wife, whatever, you say to each other, uh, hey, what do you want to do Saturday night? I don't know. Any good movies out? No. What about comedy shows? Any good comedy shows? I want comedy to be thought of. in Because most yeah. people think movies, maybe see a band. Go to a restaurant. Like a com- comedy doesn't pop up in the average person's mind the same way going to a movie does. Yeah. I want comedy to get to it's that like a level. Special occasion. It for is. Some it's people. The like average twice a year we'll go to the Laugh Factor. I think the like average that. person doesn't even go to a comedy show once a year. I think and that then, goes like once or twice in their life. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. So yeah. that's why it's that's why I'm telling you to start putting your videos right. on YouTube exactly. because you exactly. got you have attention now. They're yeah. coming to your YouTube page because oh I saw you on this. I'm gonna go to your YouTube page. What else you got? Oh, just this. All right, and then eventually they forget about you and move on. That was the first. You need thing to I retain them. Like I'm like, you have to post something every fucking day. Yes, like, you do. Now on, like now that you have these followers. I mentioned Gary V earlier. 
Gary Vanerchuk is his name. He's an entrepreneur. He does like a motivational stuff. I I like his energy. Uh, I, I'm, I I ripped on him on a two pod when I did the solo podcast because I didn't like his thought process. With he was saying Ricky Rubio should just be working harder on his game. He's off in Ibiza banging chicks. I go, what if that was yeah. his goal? What if his goal was to be good enough to just to bang chicks in Ibiza? Sure. You got to respect it then because. But I that, feel that's like, your goal, whatever your goal I is. I feel like any time that you're at that level of sports, that's not actually your goal. Of course not. I'm looking for the humor side of it, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I do is I ruin humor. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> why you're better for being a manager, man. I think you'd be a great comedian manager. I think you'd put a lot of people in the right direction. And that's why I really appreciate becoming better friends with you. Because yeah. I talked about it with Marty and Cole about how I need some therapy. And you and I talked about some stuff. I emailed one woman twice, no response. So she's fucking out. Anyway, though, I'm bouncing around a little bit. <laughs> What I was going to say, well, that's what you do in a bar. So that's why I'm happy with the podcast. I made this podcast as an excuse to fucking ramble. Uh, what was I on about? You're talking about Ricky Rubio and Gary V. Oh, no. So Gary V says, as far as social media goes, because he's a big fan of social media. And I'm a fan of, now that I know how to control it, I'm actually a fan of it. It's resourceful. It's useful. People want to connect with people. And it's great if you could use it in that regard. Right? Yeah, but you could, you, you were saying, oh, you don't want to annoy people, you could lose some people. I've seen a couple of followers disappear here or there. It's going to happen, don't even worry about that. It, it, like, but, it was like a week before she hit the 5,000 because she was at like 4.994. Four, it was like 4.994. Four, nine, nine, four, He's my four. manager. He keeps up with it every day. Totally, I yeah. was like looking at him, it. Him like, and my twin sister were texting me every day. You're 10 away. You're 9 because away. Because it was the first experience. Are you guys identical twins? Uh, fraternal. She's she's six feet tall and she has short brown hair and she, the thought of going on any stage terrifies her. Oh yeah. wow! But she's like my number one fan and like when this all like happened, she was telling all of her like sorority sisters. Oh, like, that's that's Sarah. that's. But this was with Sarah. It was the first person that I had followed that actually it was like where I saw it happen. It was because cool to with, see. Like, I love other, I love your other, social media. Other comics, uh, Sperry, I do. I'm a, I really do. I'm a fan of it. You're, you're funny as hell on posted, it. Like they posted their videos, but I didn't catch it in time. Or like with with Sarah, she's like, oh my god, they posted a video today. I was like, oh shit. So then immediately, like I screenshotted where her uh, followers are at, so I could just watch that because I'm I'm fascinated by that shit. Did like, they both hit one mil? For your for your video, you're almost at two mil for both of them. For both of them? Yeah, yeah. Damn, yeah. it's a weird retention rate thing. Two million views, but only five thousand followers. Not only that's great. I'm at sixteen hundred, and I I've actually been trying within the last few it months. Counted as a view if you just scroll by it. Mm, I don't know. I don't Instagram's, know what they do, Instagram's but weird. I think it, I think either it's way, it's a minute. You're doing it you to, to do go three from seconds. Three, three seconds, seconds. Yeah, to go from yeah. thirteen to five thirteen hundred five thousand in a short period of time is fantastic. And my gross DMs are just. Bust out that phone in a minute or two because we're getting there. Well, also, but, like, less than three years in comedy. That's so too. That's the big And you're thing. smart enough to know that this is where you want to be. When I was three years into comedy, oh, I, knew I, I was a fucking mess. Yeah, I like, I was, I was a good comic. Um, it was just funny because someone asked me, like, I run a show called Comedians You Should Know in Chicago, everybody. I co run it with a bunch of people. It's the best like, show hey, in the city. Yeah, like, let me brag about it for a while. So, I came to Chicago in 2010, and the first local show I actually ever went to was Comedians You Should Know. And that's actually why I fell in love with the, uh, the Chicago comedy scene, because I would go there every Wednesday. I think I went at least two to three times a month, and wow. I would bring 10, 15 people all the fucking time to your show. Well, you remember my first... My no, I remember you. Right. And then when we reintroduce each other, I remember at Laugh Factor, you then, when you start working, you're going, I just come to Comedians You Know a lot. And I mean, then on Oh, because right. you don't, you don't, you know what I mean? When you know someone from one world, yeah. you don't then see them opening doors for you at the right. club. Because yeah, you were working I, the door. I a door. Yeah. Well, two and a half years ago, I did my first open mic here. Two and a half. Yeah. I did my very first open mic here at the Laugh Factory. And then after 
I was still serving. And after the show, they were all like, we're going to the best show in the city. And Curtis and Brian were like, yeah, meet us at CYSK. And I was just like, what's that? Went, had an amazing time. And like, I you know what special K is? You know what CYSK I is? Re- I literally remember, and they might not remember, but I posted this on the day that I performed that. I was like, I remember turning them and be like, this was so awesome. How does like somebody like get on the show? And they were like, go oh, fuck Have you done it yet? You've done it yet. I You've just, done it. Yeah, so yeah. when I got the email from you guys two and a half years later, I've one, I thought I'm not. I mean, I'm I'm gonna embarrass myself, but I got a little choked up, and I thought it was a joke. And the first person I called was him, and I was like, "This is like their email, right? Like, they, I think they just emailed me to do the show." And he was like, "Brian shows no, not not a lot of emotion, you know this." And he just goes, "Yeah, no, I I knew this would happen. No, I knew. Yeah, you get." It. And then the second person I called was my mom, because uh, you know. I've told her like. No, that makes me feel good being one of the founders of the show at that room at at our tools. I thought it was a practical joke. Like you don't get it. Like when I would go there, that's. So I'd gone. No, you're right though. I don't get it though because when I see people's reactions to it, it does. I I, I've performed. When the show, like, I started, I was part of the group that started at Timothy Tools. The, the community show itself, I wasn't an initial founder of that. They were at a different bar, but I was the end to O'Toole's because right. I knew the management there and I'd done some stuff with them. So anyway, though, I brought up the O'Toole's thing because we started that show because we didn't like the way other shows were run in the city. Right. Now, I, I mentioned how I was as a comedian three years in. When we started that show, I would have been about three years. Ed O'Toole's, I was about three years in. The difference was I actually was booked on the top popular shows at the time. But the rest of the group was like, fuck them, fuck them, fuck whoever was going on. I'll name them. It was Lincoln Lodge and Chuck. Weren't given the group that I started with. It was myself, Danny Kells, Drew Michael, who's gonna, got an HBO special going to come out this summer. Dude, congratulations um, to Drew Michael. Right, yeah, it's amazing. An HBO special. Uh, yeah, wrote for SNL two seasons ago, I think. Uh, Mike oh, Leibovitz. Uh, no, he doesn't anymore. Oh. Lebo, uh, who's fucking an amazing comedian, who's so doing really funny. well for himself right now. We're talking about commercials earlier. He's doing voiceover work he's all great. left and right. And he's he was on that Daily comedian. Show commercial. He'll have a special one day, too. Of course. And um, Marty DeRosa. Uh, Michael Sanchez, who's a great film director in, in his own right, and, and was Sanchez was a jack of all trades. He was a great musician, yeah. good, good, good comedian. I'm gonna say great. Sorry, Michael, you're not. A, you weren't a great comedian. Um, <laughs> Found out years later that his cousins with Abby Sanchez. He is, yeah. Isn't that random? Isn't nuts? Yeah, five of the who Abby was on a few podcasts ago. Five of the six comedians on the show were awesome, and I think are some of the best still in the country. Of course, um, I agree. Anyway, though, like we did that out of like a fuck you, we'll do it ourselves. So every now and then I hear grumblings from comedians in this in Chicago or anywhere in the country. And this goes to anyone in life. If you're unhappy with your situation, do something about it. You mentioned someone. You have this tequila you talked about. Yeah. There was a tequila that Brian had showed me before we started the podcast. Going, this it's tequila. Siete Leguas. It was a guy who got laid off during the recession. Oh, no, that was, no, that was the hot sauce. Oh, the hot sauce. I'm sorry, the hot yeah. sauce. He, this guy started his own hot sauce after he got laid off during the recession, thinking yeah, I got laid off. For Ford. I got nothing else. Worked for Ford because you know the, the car auto industry got fucked during that 08, 09, called, 07 uh, thing. Scotty Ohati. Another sponsorship. Made in Michigan. No, it was. I'm been, reading a book right now where it talks about a woman who got diagnosed with cancer, quit her job immediately because she's like, I only have so much time left. I'm going to do what I love. Cancer went into remission. And she's, and she's making money doing what she loves. Which yeah. is what? I can't remember what the exact sucking thing was. Dick. I'm blaming it. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, that's what you love. If you love sucking dick, damn it, there's a market out there for you. <laughs> she's rich as fuck. And guess what? You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Brian, because that's another thing I read. Sucking dick cures cancer. So if you really... Moral of the podcast. Moral of the podcast. Sucking some dick. Well, <laughs> the big C, men. Yeah, the big cock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
So, uh, it's, so it's funny when I, you're talking about you know going back to like bettering yourself. It's always there's a lot of stories like this where someone's like, I was at bottom, so then I decided to go for what I loved, and now my life's amazing. So if you're listening to this. Go for what you love fucking now. Don't wait to get cancer. Don't wait to get laid off and hit rock bottom. Take the goddamn risk because when you're in your fucking 80s, you're going to look back on why the fuck did I gamble on that's that why, shit That's why, like, I, I was... I, was I think sh- that's why you push comedians sh- because you don't... I was a chef. You want them to go for it. I was a chef and I was working in the industry and I didn't love it. And then I got out of that and I started valeting because I could make a lot of money valeting. And I was like, let me do this for a while. And then... I, I was like, I just, I need to get into comedy because I fucking love it so much that, and I know so much about it because I'd listened to so many fucking podcasts, industry podcasts. I found myself listening to podcasts about the business of comedy and I'm like, I should probably be involved in this somehow because I gravitated think, towards yeah, it. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of people that listen to the business side of it or like study the business side of comedy. And I was like, fuck it. I looked on Craigslist for like a week and I found that they were hiring here at door. And so I started off at door. I was like, I got a security background because I was yeah, a cop. Yeah, did you know that? He started as a door guy? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. I know he, I, we talked oh, about the, yeah. when we'd walk in. I mentioned that a little. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I started out at the door and then I was like, I need, like, I, I realized. That's how I found out you were military through shooting the shit with you at the door. Yeah. And then within, I think within like at least like six, before six months probably, I became a night manager. And then within like a year and a half after that, I was the club manager. And your sister works at the Hollywood one, right? Yeah, I got yeah. my sister a job at the Hollywood one. She's been there like over three I years I like some now. of her stuff. She's funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's yeah. a good person, man. Like, no, I, your sister's super it. cool. I love it because like- I'm a I fan. I do like, because like how she is as a person, like bring her into that situation, it would bring like happiness to it. Because like I think a lot of times at comedy clubs, there's some gloomy fucking people. Like- This is true. Even like any anywhere that you work, there's some gloomy. And my sister is very like- She's fucking loud. She's like a. Anytime you're around her, you can feel it. Like it's that. She's that type. She's of big person. personality. Yeah, she's perfect for this person. world. So I want to address two things before we go into our final questions. And you're looking at the DMs, which I appreciate <laughs> very much, Sperry. I want to go. I mentioned Theo Vaughn earlier. I wanted to go back because we were talking about the comedian you had a bad experience with, mm-hmm. and how some comedians take shortcuts and how other comedians don't like shortcuts because we a lot of us have to work hard. I mentioned Theo Vaughn. I didn't complete my thought on that. Theo Vaughn got kind of notoriety from being on Road Rules. Yeah. He was on Road Rules oh, and no the Real way. World Road Rules Challenge. But nobody right. knows him from that. Some people do because when I first saw he was doing stand-up, because I, I saw him on Last Comic Standing maybe my first year of doing stand-up. You also an 80s baby. I was born in 84, yeah. Yeah, it's a so, different. Well, it's a little different. But, I mean, you say nobody. There are people who know <laughs> that. I'm not, you think I'm the old? I'm 33. There's a No, I know. But more most, people are older than me than younger than me. Most people know Theo Vaughn from Joe Rogan or, like, from his own podcast. Uh, well, yeah. The, in the podcast world, they would know yeah. that. Yeah. His podcast is great. And, and he kills it on Rogan's podcast, too. So, and those are, Rogan's podcast is the biggest in the world, obviously. But initially, other comedians knew him as, yeah. oh, this dude's from Road Rules. He's trying to do And when he was on Last Comic Standing, I remember when I first saw him take the stage, I'm like, that dude was on fucking Road Rules because I watched that shit, you know? Yeah. I, was I an still MTV watch kid. it. I still watch I it. I don't anymore. That's weird that you still watch it. All right, man. No, well, I bet you if you watch the challenge with me, you would get back into it like a motherfucker. Right, well, I don't want to. I've got enough distractions. I don't need to get into that. Everybody looks like Zacco. <laughs> that sounds about right. Oh, yeah. For those of you who know what Zacco is, he's about 6'5", what? 225 of muscle yeah, with that long lot. hair. Is, uh, we have brought him up. Wait, he's, he, if he doesn't fuck fucking Zacco? listen. <laughs> I don't. You don't? I don't 
don't know. You wouldn't bang Zacho? <laughs> I mean, sure, just to see what it was like, for sure. I've never fucked. It's a like guy a roller coaster. Like, like you're just like, I need to like ride it once. Yeah, to absolutely. Get the, there you go. See the loops. But I could say that about any man, you know. See, I thank you for that. saying that actually, because I was thinking, <laughs> I hope I'm gonna think that about every dude. I'm gonna take that for a test I drive. I could do that, but you know, I'd try anybody. Mike waves again. <laughs> hey, there, Mike. Hey, Mikey, behind the camera, looking good. All right, Zacho, we don't want to fuck you, but you came up because of random conversation. But yeah, dude, good on you, my man. Posture. That's what came up. It, <laughs> went, it went from posture to sex. That's where it goes. That's so I wanted to give Theo his just due because. Even though people knew him from that, that motherfucker put the work in. Yeah. He is a stand-up comedian. Well, the first he thing is comedian is number one. About comedy right? is you have to like you guys talk about the the thing with CK. Like it's the work you have it's to. Not put Louis the CK, work. the comedian with the initial CK. Just you to have to put clear. the work in, no yes, matter what. Otherwise, Com- you're a phony. Yes. Comedy is the motherfucker that you have to put the work in. Any other, it doesn't exist. Like especially if you want to go more than five minutes. You have to put you the fucking to. work you in. It's work. Yes. It's real work. Like people, you fucking. It's it's maybe not physical, like where you need to fucking dig a ditch, but it's real work where you're thinking about it. It takes ninety percent of your brain space. You, you really know? and to be to be super successful, and I think any not just. I, I always fought people on this, and this maybe I'll dive into deeper into other podcasts because we don't have this. I want to keep this a little bit tighter this week, everybody. Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> I I've asked people. I go, why aren't why aren't athletes considered artists? And people have fought me on that. And I go, well, uh, ballet is considered art, right? It's physical. Why I think what a lot of athletes do is art. People with competitions a little different. I'm like, to me, I feel like they're closer. It, it, I'll get into it later by why more why I think athletes should be considered artists in a sense. But I don't like the, the fact that people don't think you can have competition in art. You can, of course. Of course you can. Of course can. you can. Uh, you shouldn't. You should almost compete against yourself in a lot of ways. That's all it is. That's all it is. It's that's almost the, like golf. You compete against the course, not the other golfers. For anybody. Right? Yeah. And that's what it is. That's why I'm getting more into like getting like the mental warfare of it because I never thought about the mental side of it. Yeah, I thought, oh, I'll just fucking do it and then fucking drink beers and then Shake off bad sets, like whatever. Anyway, though, uh, the the whole thing with athletes is that with I, I brought it up as as a whole with musicians, comedians, whatever your art form is, whatever outside the typical nine to five you're going for in your life, you have to have this kind of like reckless abandon where it's like I got to fucking go for this shit. You can't half ass it. You got to put the work in. You know what I mean? So. Uh, and, and that's why I kind of throw athletes in there, too, because you have to work so hard to get to that point. Yeah. People kind of dismiss athletes were like, oh, they were just gifted and born lucky. Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, obviously there's some talent there. You have to be, you have to be initially funny to, before you get into comedy, too. I hate, I hate you to say You have to have a decent voice before you get into fucking music. You have to, or if you're going to be a singer. You, like, you have to have some like rhythm. Auto-tune, like, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, true, but there's still something to that, right? And... um. But the other thing, I, so I forgot to finish my Theo Vaughn point. I'm getting better at this. Where I, bring, I Sometimes I listen to the podcast and I go, I brought up this thing and never finished my thought on it. And people listening might be like, well, I wanted to fucking hear the end of that. Why you should did do you? like an afterthoughts thing where you're I like, might I'm going to finish every single. I jokingly said on one of the podcasts that I should rename this. Wait, what the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> this would be a good name for a podcast. What was I saying? Uh, I mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk or whatever. You got, if you type in Gary V on YouTube, you're going to see 4 million videos. It's like nobody knows how to pronounce his name, I feel. Like, no, that's why I think he goes by like Gary v. V. I, In my head, it was Vaynerchuk. Yeah, I think he goes by Gary V now. Um, with the social media thing where you were earlier saying, like, you might lose some... He has a theory where he, he goes, punch, punch, hook, like a boxer, meaning 
value, like content. You'd be like, here's something funny, here's something funny. The hook is, buy tickets to see my show. Yeah, because they don't like when I... You, I don't if, get if, as many likes as like, these are my shows for the month. Exactly. I get if the you jokes do, right, if you do a and whole, the sexy selfies. If you do a whole... If your whole social media is buy tickets to this, buy yeah, this, hear me on this, yeah. listen to this, people will eventually tune you out. It's mm-hmm. white noise. Yeah. But if you're doing funny shit, funny shit, funny shit, and then every now and then you throw in, oh, by the way, I'm going to be in Orlando next weekend at the blah, blah, blah. Come see me. Tickets here. Then it's cool. Yeah. yeah. Then the, the people are totally like, oh, yeah, fine. But if you're doing it, and I, I like his theory on that. I think that makes perfect sense. I also think like the thing that you're representing with whatever your tickets are or whatever you want them to come do has to be creative as well. So if you figure out a creative way to post whatever the fuck it is that you're promoting, it'll work. Yes. When I post, hey, I'm going to be at the Laugh Factory. I've got comps. I don't just end it with that. I have yeah. to throw something kind of funny. Yeah, you in have to throw a funny fucking whatever. I have to throw another line about, oh, yeah. by the way, you know, yeah. you, you can't. Because that's what I hate about Twitter right now. So many comedians, dude, it's fucking hacky as shit. It's awful. It's what is kind of both sides do it, right and left, right wing, left wing. But I see comedians who I find very fun. I'll just, I'll, I've said it before. I, I like Kumail Nanajani a lot. When I was coming up as a comic, he helped me out. Really good dude. I hate his Twitter. Fucking hate his Twitter. He'll write Donald Trump is terrible. That's your fucking tweet? Well, You're Twitter, a comedian. Make it funny, <laughs> motherfucker. Twitter is dying, though. So it's it like, is, it it's I get it because people got lazy. You look at because they're playing their their fucking audience look at, too like, much. Look at Sarah as an example. Like she'll post a tweet, it'll. Get, and I think that dude's brilliant. I don't know why he doesn't do, add more to it. I'm sorry. Go ahead about Sarah. No, but she'll post a tweet. It gets like 20 likes, right? And then she'll post the same tweet on Instagram, 400 likes. Yeah, it's, a, it's the same. I definitely think Twitter's hurt itself in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah it does. I, I, I'm still on. I throw it on there. You um, have to, though, because I think it's very good for it's writing. It's better with Facebook as far as promoting stuff. You yeah. could share a link on Twitter, and it won't get buried. You yeah. share a link. Everyone out there right now, and I've had to tell friends this because it got sad how much Facebook got evil with this shit. And Facebook is useful in a lot of ways. But I had friends sharing GoFundMe links, and they weren't getting likes. Where they're like, what the fuck? Like, People are just ignoring this? I'm trying to raise money for someone who's dying. What the yeah. fuck? And I go, you shared the link. When you share a link on Facebook, they will bury that post. Yeah. I hope everyone out there listening really accepts this because this is a truth. They fucked up algorithms. They they don't want anything taking people away from Facebook. Yeah, that's why people started instead of sharing the YouTube link, people started uploading the video directly to Facebook. Of Facebook has been smart where they're like, "Who's our latest competition? Snapchat. We'll do our own Snapchat. Yeah, Inst- uh, Facebook Stories. Boom. They own Instagram. Instagram Stories. Anything that comes along. Yeah. Oh, Periscope. We'll do Facebook Live. Right. Boom. They are fucking." This evil conglomerate, or whatever the fuck the word is. It's not that, evil. Like. You just got to adapt to It's not evil, them. but. You got to adapt to them. You got to adapt it's, to them. It's, I don't like, know it's like any social media. That's the biggest thing about being an entertainer now is that you have to adapt to social media no matter what the fuck it is. Even you if do. You, even if you don't think it's going to work. Like, it's well, like Vero tried lot, to come along and maybe they'll figure it out, but a yeah. A lot of people try to wait on everything and it's like, eh, just try it. And try, if yeah. it works, it works. You know, if it doesn't work, then fuck it. But and like, also, by the way, there's not. I remember. In 09, people saying podcast. That's when Joe Rogan started his. Yeah. So in 09, people thought podcasts have been done to death, blah, blah, blah. No. You could still... I'm looking on the wall right now. We're in the Laugh Factor studio. A bunch of comedians signed the wall and all that stuff. I think I've signed three times because I keep forgetting I signed already. Um, so a great signatures I'm seeing left and right. I'm looking at Christina Hutchinson right now. Huge. Which, by the way, I grew up on Hutchinson Street, so I like... I should not be saying that on a podcast. 
I already right. mentioned the neighborhood. Your don't figure out where I'm from. Is it you? Like, don't don't be assholes. Don't let, don't narrow down my neighborhood. Say, I don't but. live there anymore, and I haven't lived there since I was four. Teen. Uh, uh, two and a half. Anyway, Christina Hutchinson and, and Corrine Fisher have uh, Guys We Fucked podcast. Yeah. Started that, what, two years ago? A couple years ago? Yeah, like 2012, 2013. Really? I yeah, thought it was more yeah. like 14, 15. All right, maybe yeah, I was maybe maybe it's, 14, it's 15 is when I heard of it. Maybe, yeah. But even so, 2012, 20, if you talk, this is where comedians are fucking idiots. If you were to talk to comedians in 2012, 2013, a lot of them, I remember I started a podcast with Megan Gailey in 2012, and a lot of people were like, another podcast? I go, look, yeah. I've always liked radio. I mentioned you guys before. I wanted to go into broadcast journalism. Before I even thought about being a stand-up comedian, I wanted that. And podcasting, which I love about it, which is why I encourage people, to, if you like this, tell people you know, because I want more listeners, because I love doing this. Yeah. I love it. I got a passion for it, right? What you should do is, everybody that's a fan of this, go to somebody that you know, take their phone, and automatically subscribe them. Good man, so Brian. Bar- borrow their phone and fucking look at the podcast and subscribe them to it. I've been talking about the reviews, how I want people to review, and I'll eventually, I'm going to save up some money for beer koozies or shirts and stuff like that. And even if you've already reviewed, I'll retroactively send it out to you. Yeah. So my buddy Mick Betancourt did that with his podcast, yeah. and he got 500, 600 reviews. And it's worth it, though, because it's investing in yourself. And that's what social media is as a performer, as a, as a business. If you've got a business, you're selling candles out there. You're investing in yourself. This is the new fucking thing. All right. Before uh, Sarah hits her uh, crazy DM she got, I do three random questions. The only person who answered all three was uh, Abby Sanchez podcast, and I believe Chelsea Hood might have too. You don't need to. Pick one each of you. Uh, I, this question I've done for each person, how did you lose your virginity? You could skip that one if you want, obviously. I, I keep that one every week because the stories are always way different, mm-hmm. you know? The second one, the second two have changed. Number two is, what's a talent you wish you had, and would you trade whatever your current talent is? So obviously for Sarah, it's comedy. Brian, it's your amazing managerial sense. <laughs> yeah, see, I think Brian could do. All right, and number three, what is your ultimate revenge fantasy? So you don't have to answer all three. Just pick the one you want. You know, maybe I could do. We're talking about content creating. Maybe I could film you guys answering the other two, and I could put that on my Patreon because I've been looking to start a Patreon. I haven't done it yet. Revenge. I don't know if I have enough fantasy. Yeah, like what's your all? Like if you, I had a friend. <laughs> I'll, I'll summarize it real quickly. This is what made me think of this question. I had a friend who has now he's, he's married. He's been married to her for a long time. They're the happiest he's couple. Dead. They got kids. They're great, obviously. But he told me this like when they like a year or two into dating. He said like him and his uh, now wife were talking and she said what would you do if i cheated on you mm-hmm. she's like well let me guess you'd kill me because like you know that's such a guy response he looked at her straight in the eyes and said if you cheated on me i would not kill you no of course not you know what i would do i would kill your entire family that way every time you thought about your family being dead you'd remember it's because you were a whore cunt he- <laughs> He told okay, me this. I get it. And I go, you did not Greek, say this. Greek Eddie is mean. Greek Eddie's a that's dick. A fucking yeah, dick man. I'll but anyway, though, all three. that's what I mean by revenge fantasy. Something along that regard. Yeah. But you know, I mean, if you if you want to answer all three, I mean, we're going a little bit. I want to keep the podcast right? close to an hour and a half. Because um, Mike's looking at me like, dude, what the fuck, man? I, I love you. You're the best, man. Uh, 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 talent I wish I had. Pick I w- one. Just I, pick one. Oh, one? Just pick one. You don't have to do all three. Just pick one. I want you to pick one. I know it's tough. We go all three. No, okay. If you want to do all three, I was thinking I could do the bonus material with the other ones. I could be quick with them. 
All right, be quick with them. Fine, I don't get my bonus material. What like I do you want? What, what do you want me to do? I was going to do bonus material, like film it on my phone and then upload that to okay, something. Okay, so do that just too. answer yeah, one Mike. right now. Just answer the what your favorite one. Virginity. Virginity's my favorite. Talent, obviously. I'm or so revenge fantasy. Um, no. One uh, of these days you'll get it. I'll get it. I'll Silver get it. Fox over no, here. No, I was super young when I. Oh God, my mom's going to be watching this. That's okay. Um, was it in her bed? No. Oh, okay. Um. But it was with her boyfriend. No, I'm kidding. Oh my uh, god! No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you I, say that shit, no, and then we worried, and then we were. I wanted no, to high five by his shoulder and stuff. <laughs> That's um, the best story ever. No, uh, she's been married to my dad for forty years. Um, no, I was. Uh, How old are you? Really young, fourteen. Oh wow! That's uh, the first person who's beaten me. I was fourteen as well. 15, Get the 14, fuck out of here! I was. You t- this is hilarious. But it does because on every pod, not only on podcasts, because I haven't been answer, I haven't been asking. Sorry, I haven't been asking this question that long. But in my regular day to day life, especially with comedians, I find I'm one of the earliest at 15. You two at 14. Abby was like 36. Yeah, see, I had Abby. You heard the one with Abby. It was was yesterday for Abby. When I say like losing my virginity, I mean like a penis went into me for two seconds. Ow, it hurt. It went out. And then two years later. Did did he come? No, none of that oh, happened. Okay. Two seconds. I like that you asked but that. But I mean, a dick went like, into hey. me, and then, but like, and then two years later, I was did it break your like hymen? Real, I don't know. Or was your hymen already broken? Because some women get it from, from you, yeah, in tampon and stuff. Yeah, you know. Riding a horse. I don't know if you. I don't know how any of that works, man. The vagina is a mystery. I don't know still. how that. I don't know how my vagina works. I don't. <laughs> I know where. I know where. I know where to put my penis. I know where to put my tongue, and that's all I know about the vagina. Everything else. I barely. But by the way, though, what else do you need to know as a man? Nothing really. Where to put your dick, where to put your tongue. That's all else you need to know, fellas. Yeah, I fucked that up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But yeah. So how how, how did it go down, though? It was in his. So he put it in for two seconds, but where was this? It was in his parents' basement. Um, we were like boyfriend, girlfriend, and uh, this was like the first guy I ever like really, really liked. We dated for like a couple years, like into high school, a long time. So was and this at the end of the relationship you did this? Or the- uh, like the middle, I guess. And, and then you under, didn't try again, under though? A bl- I don't remember. We did a lot of hand stuff. Under the Ooh. blanket, while we were like doing it, his mom started coming downstairs. I pictured hand puppets. Oh. And, the worst. Um, like we're under the blanket and she's like, you guys need anything? And we're like, no, we're good. And then you walk back upstairs and it was horrifying. It's actually not came. a good Did memory. he come? Did he come from the chest? I don't remember. I don't even know if I knew what come was. At that. Like I'm 14. So he didn't have a condom on? No, he did. He must have. Well, maybe he came into the condom and you don't know. Maybe two pumps was all I needed. Do you... <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm throwing scenarios yeah. out there to mess really with you. I've listen. I've had I'm sex, curious. I've had yeah, girls that told my parents were home, so I had to stop. And then like parents weren't home, but they still had to go because I came. Yeah, you wanted to make it look like you weren't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's right, the, hurry up. That's, that's, you guys that's the sexual. Equ- that's the sexual equivalent to me showing up late to football so people argue who gets to pick me. I have to pee so bad. Same ego thing. All right, answer, yeah. answer yours. Go ahead. Well, you can go pee because you don't. Need, well, you got to finish your DMs. Go pee while he finishes it off. Package is going slightly long longer than I wanted to. No, don't worry about it. Well, I don't, I've, I've never set a time limit to the podcast. God She's damn it, like, Sarah. Outside the- noise. Job. But hiring. Mike Crowley, who is, is, is so good at what he does, I'm a big fan of what you did. He showed me a clip of a podcast he filmed, and it was amazing. He's filming me now, and and I I, I for I want to respect his time. That's why I don't want to go too deep. He's fine. My my virginity, I lost at 14. By the way, well. that's the question you want to answer? Yeah. yeah. All right, I'll, cool. That's I'll fine. I'll do any other one too, but no, we'll, we'll, we'll do it later. This one's actually a little bit fun. So I lost my virginity to a girl named Rachel, that was my friend Joe's cousin, and uh, he. Joey's cousin Rach, she banged her, Joe eh? Joe invited me over and like was like, "Hey, like blah blah," and like 
the only thing I had done before that was suck her tits. And that was the only thing I had ever done in my life. Like, it was only sucking boobs. Man, I haven't heard the phrase suck her tits in a long yeah, ass time. Did you ever just suck Dude, tits? Dude, you ever just suck tits? Before, I'm sure, like, in high school or grade school. Before you did Although I fingered a girl in grade school. Yeah. That's when I first fingered. Sixth yeah. grade, I think, at the Burger King in Milwaukee near the fantasy costumes, which you guys used to use for your fucking character assassination show. Porch still, Park shout out, baby. That's my neighbor, Porch Park, baby. Yeah, they're great, man. I love fantasy costumes, but there's a Burger King right next door to it. This has a weird story. I got a little up in I there. I lost my Virginia to a girl named Rachel. And like, so we, we, uh, my buddy, do you remember these like couches that you played video games on that would fold out to like a bed that you could sleep on? Absolutely. Yeah. It was like a four piece. It's almost like a chair of, that rolled yeah, out. Could, Not like, a full pull, couch, but yeah, yeah you I know could, what you mean. Like, fold it out. Big in college so, dorms. Here comes Sarah Perry. He's talking about big uh, in college dorms. Yes, banging so, in college so dorms. So we had sex on one of those in the guys' closet. But you were 14. 14. 14. So you were eighth grade or freshman? I was. I failed eighth Why grade. Were you in a so college? I was in eighth grade. Oh, so you're in eighth grade times two. Yeah, okay. I wasn't in a college. You use what I fucked her on in college. But that's so why we brought it up. It was, yeah. in the, it was in the closet. Now. We had we did everything besides I sucked her boobs the first day. Like before that, <laughs> suck some tit. It's so funny. So, I haven't heard it in so long. So, Sorry, Brian. It's yeah, so funny. So, so like then, 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 then. It's like a woman saying I rubbed his balls. You know, she she gave me head. I fingered her. I ate her out. I, everything. You ate her out. Good man. Way. That's first, a gentleman. First time. Do you write that? First time doing. Of course. Everything. Oh, yeah. Every time. First time. Every time. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? First time in the like the that ever in the same day, right? Yeah. So we have sex in the bath in the bedroom. Or it was in the closet in the bedroom. And then we're like, let's move to the bed. We move to the bed. Joe, my friend, me, I was kicks, there. Kicks in the door <laughs> and watches us have sex for a second. And I was like, dude, leave. Like we're having. And he's like, and then like this is his cousin. So he says, "Cause what you being? That's even what a fucking Way creep! Worse. Oh yeah. man, I'm mad now. Eventually, it's one of your buddies. It's like ah, right? That's yeah, yeah. yeah it's but still it bad, but you get it. Yeah. Eventually, he left. Now, I'm gonna take you on a little a little story real quick. So, when I was in fifth grade, there was a guy named Caleb, and he was my bully. So I got bullied a lot by this kid. Is this your revenge story right now? You fuck his mom? Tell me that's your revenge story. You fuck this dude's mom. Sorry, I got excited. I got pumped. I got so pumped. He had a port wine stain on Because there's no coming back from that. He had a port wine stain on his face that was like almost half his face. Like It looked like Phantom of the Opera, and we all called him Scarface. A what stain? And he was a bully? Port wine stain. Yeah, because he was six foot two by the time he was in fifth grade. Jesus, yeah. So he could just bully. And he got, his dad was in prison, so like he, he was bully all the way. So he would chase me home from school every day, right? It, I went to the big pool growing up, which is like the public pool. Yeah. He stole my bike, threw it in the river, threw rocks on it, like fucked my bike up. He stole two of my bikes throughout my life. I had bullies throw my new winter jacket down a sewer. Yeah. Starter <laughs> jacket? Was it a star jacket or a pro player? No, I was like six or seven. It was just a jacket. Uh, they were assholes. Yeah. But and I almost fought one of them at a diner because I recognized him. I almost had like a Goodwill hunting. Hey, he used to beat me up in kindergarten moment. And I walked I up had. to him. He was 5'3". I was 6'1". I would have fucking killed him. Yeah. Would have killed. And that was enough to. That was enough. That was enough. I needed for you revenge. That was a little teaser of a revenge story. Yeah, I, I would have. I would have fucking crushed this dude. Yeah. Because I was already beating the fuck out of people that were bigger than me. I like if you're, dude. I, I like Conor McGregor after beating Eddie Alvarez. You got to have attributes. Right. You got to fight. If you're gonna right. come at this kid, you Dude can't be my size. Tense bully. The only bully I had, she just bullied me relentlessly on AIM, and now 
She's twenty. She's my age. She has two kids from two different people, and she's unmarried. So you I'm know, like, I dated a girl in grade school who currently has four kids from four different guys. Yeah. By the time oh she was twenty three, and I didn't, I'm you, glad I didn't you warmed her. her up. I was uh, not. I, no, I, I, uh, <laughs> I dated her like in seventh eighth grade. By by before <laughs> high school ended, she had four kids, no, four different my, guys. This Sad kid man. Caleb, this Big Stone Cold was Steve Austin fan too. This surprisingly, kid Caleb. He robbed my house. Sorry, yeah, up. back to Caleb. Yeah. He robbed my house. Okay. What an asshole. So man. he found out where my, I had like a, we had skeleton keys, but we had like a spare key. He found it. Is this still your stole, sex story? Your virginity yeah, yeah, story? My, my virginity story. He stole my disc man. He stole everything. Like he stole a bunch of shit from my house. He used to hang out in my house for like, we, we found out later, like for like six months while I was at high school. I was at like, we, my high school was seventh or 12th. So like while I was at school, he would fucking be at my house and Sounds he like would. A serial killer. This yeah. dude is mental, man. Mental. But in and out of like juvie, like had a lot of pro- like I whatever I get it. So this dude married the girl that I lost my virginity to. <laughs> wow! My, my high school bully. So you took her V card. My grade school bully. No, no, no. Oh, she she took before. my V card. Oh, okay. I was like seven. But well, you're 14, you said, but I get you. Yeah, no, I was seven in her number of guys. Oh, oh, I got yeah. you. I, I thought he seven. meant seven years old. Too, I was like, I was damn, like, what dude. did I miss? I, was I, I should have let off with I that. Was, I was her number seven, lucky number seven. Right. And sorry, uh, and she, uh, <laughs> thank you, and she, uh, <laughs> She married the guy, and now they've what? like. It's, I follow her on Facebook, and there's a lot of interaction. I don't know if she'll listen to this. I'm sorry, great person, have kids. What is her I social it. security? Don't know. You know what though, man? I still want to know this guy's name. You can tell me off air. Caleb, but that's but give me most, his last name. Let me know where he the is. Most ultimate form of bullying, right? I'm he, married, he, but I think my wife would be okay with it. I'm gonna fuck his mom for revenge for you. <laughs> I think that's mom, the ultimate, man. To be honest, I feel like his mom's passed away. Well, let me know where her graveyard is. <laughs> I will dig her up. (laughs) No, because anyone who does that, that is mental warfare. You're at school. He's cutting class to fucking rob you. Oh, you got to fuck that dude's mom. Or my my fifth grade teacher, (laughs) Mrs. Zakaria, she would hold him after class for five minutes so I could get a running head start home. He was that bad a bully, yeah. huh? And you the my ass. You won my ass. Listen. You told me that. Joe, Joe, I didn't know how to fight until I was like in ninth grade. When I was like ninth grade hit, then I was like, all right, I'm going to fight. But and now like, I think you could hold your own. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. fine now. Yeah. I definitely, after I've trained a lot, but I like for until like the ninth UFC grade. Guy. You guys, was, you, you and I, I'm going to have you on again to talk UFC like yeah. in a couple. But in a couple like, when, when that's, that's the ultimate bully, right? Like he married the girl that I lost my virginity to. So they're always connected and they're still married. Like, I don't know if they're divorced, but they argue that, a lot But, but Facebook, you win in that one it. if you ask me. Yeah, no, you I don't always, think you, you win because you fucked her first. Sure. But, no, that, but first of all, I, no, it doesn't because that's like a real high school let's slap your seconds thing. It doesn't matter. He married her. And yeah, now I, guess I gotta, he wins in that Anytime regard. I think yeah, about right. her, never I think mind. about him. Uh, so, yeah, I guess he wins. thinking about her? Yeah, never mind. He well, wins. it's like anytime somebody brings up the first time you... Per- so like, your virginity story was also a revenge story in a weird way, but you haven't done the revenge yet. Yeah. There's no the revenge. You, do. Do they, you said they have kids? The only revenge quick, is to quick, fuck quick, her quick. daughter. No, hold on, Sarah. I got to fuck it. her daughter. Does she have a daughter? Yeah, yeah, So you got to wait until she's, she's 18? Like, she's like 16 today. Oh, well, but like, you got two more years. Yeah. You got to fuck her brains outside. Dude, look at me right now. I pick her up. You, you, when she hits 18, yeah. the day after, because you let her celebrate with her parents, but the day after you go, hey, <laughs> happy birthday, sweetheart. See, I didn't tell that get part in. of the story. And then they, you get in. The you guy know what that I mean? was my bully, he lived with the kid that walked in on me. <laughs> so, like, after he moved oh, out and moved in, that's Christ, why he man. met her. And then they've been together. 
and then he's been. It's I grew. I grew up. Yeah, good lord. I'm super white trash. Like it's so super white trash. I'm from like high school. You looked like Eminem, but worse. Were you a fat kid growing up or no? In between, yeah, I was between, fat okay. for a long time, and then I hit my growth spurt, and then like I only ask because so many people. I mean, you're not. I mean, but like who work in comedy and are around this. Yeah, no, my it's amazing to me how many people who are like childhood. like I've had Joan on the podcast a few times. That dude was huge growing yeah. up. He's a fucking like fitness guru now, not a guru, but he's in good shape. You know what I mean? And it's amazing how many people I, I'll run into and they'll tell me I was a fat kid growing up, and I'm like. You weigh 150 pounds soaking wet right yeah. now. Yeah. How did you do it? I was more like I wore FUBU. Like I was. I had a FUBU jersey that yeah. I borrowed from a neighbor that I worked Carl with. Carl Kanai. Like I, was I had that phase. I had a little bit of a hip hop phase for briefly, but I was always a grunge kid, man. Mine was like four years. In high school, I was still, all my friends were listening to rap. And I remember being laughing being a city kid because my white city kid friends would listen to rap. And I was like, that's fine. I'm all right. I'm all right you know? Then they started listening to country. And I laugh because I'm like, you know what? You listen, you went from rap, a genre of music you really can't identify with because you're a white kid, and now you're listening to country, a genre of music you can't identify with because you're a fucking city kid. Can yeah. you guys just listen to rock and roll like I listen to? Can we just listen to fucking loud guitars and heavy drums? Can you do that for me? And then they just no, they're always into poppy bullshit. We got another police siren in the background. I don't know if the audio is picking that up, but. I don't let think that it's, it's not picking it up. He it's said. not. All right, good man. Sorry, so I'm adjusting for no reason. Now you'll hear it. You might hear it a little bit. So like, I, it's, I, it's, it's good ambience. Good to, it's good it. to acknowledge it. No, it is because you we're know, here. You know that so, shit's real. Yes, we're doing this for real. We're fucking on Belmont and Broadway. By the way, the, the windows are closed. It's not like the windows are windows open. closed. AC's going. We got Hansel Mike Crowley right there looking at us. Mike, can you hear the AC? No, I don't think so. Mike's got a good look. Doesn't Mike have a good look? I like your look, Mike. He looks like he sucks no. some dick with those knees right there. I don't know what's going well, he's on. He's got some scratches on those knees, man. Be careful there. It looks like you stabbed yourself there in the shin. Yeah, there you go, buddy. All right. So, Sarah, we mentioned your Instagram blowing up, we and I'm sure. You don't have to do No, you have do you, to. Do you? No, we ha- I, don't I teased it. I don't say to. their names. Just say blank, blank, blank. Obviously, Greek Eddie's not a real person. So, yeah. I bring it up because I think you have a good social media presence. Um, Thank and you, you probably get a lot of creeps because of that. I do. All right, there you go. Let's hear it. Um, well, no, like I said before, a lot of them are, are really nice. They're just like you're super it's funny. To our podcast, by the way. Anyway, go ahead. You may. <laughs> do you want it? No, I want you. Do do, do no, like your first top. of all. It was a good two hours. It was a great like, two hours because it felt like uh, twenty minutes, right? It's a good podcast. It felt like twenty minutes, so I shouldn't even address. It. I feel like I didn't even bring it up. Let's um, cut that and post. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Pick no, like your couple. Just pick no, a couple random ones. No, some are super nice. They're just like you're funny and you're very pretty. I would we like. get it. You got a thousand. I would like to get to know you. Whatever, and then. Some are just straight out. Send send me a picture of your boobs. Send nudes, please. Are you seeing anyone? Did you oblige to any of those? No, no, okay. I never said. Send I, a picture of his dips. I heard I they're KKK yeah, already. That's. I uh, want to lick you from your head to your toes. Like no, stop it. And then <laughs> no, one, don't of stop. Them, one of them, I oh, I gotta go. I gotta go back and find it. But I, but one of them was very, very, very long, like very long. And in it, he told me like. Three times, I don't do this. I don't normally send. Did it. you respond or no? No, because he told me like three times, I don't do this. I don't normally do this. I just really like you. And if you're ever in LA, I would love to get you a drink, blah, blah, blah. And at the end, he goes, If you're not interested, just do me a favor. Don't show anybody or tell anybody this. Because I know you're a comedian and I know that you'll, you're going to make fun of me and you're going to like poke He's fun pouring his heart out. That I sounds know. super now genuine. you're talking about it. <laughs> that sounds so genuine. Well, you're not like, saying his name. Hey, it could hey, be dying guy sent you that. Let's hear it. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm your biggest fan and I just want you to know I have a crush. I've had a crush on you since the longest. I know yeah. that sounds kind of creepy. LOL with a 
Did he say LOL like that? That's a, like a yeah. hard LOL. Oh, my favorite one. He throws Z in there when people do LOL. Z's. <laughs> uh, fuck off. Um, hi. I hope you don't mind me messaging you, but you are so damn beautiful, and I think you're funny as fuck. Keep up all the good jokes, and I hope if you're not too busy, we can chat. My all-time favorite one not that bad. was from an African-American man. And he said... That sounds racist when you say it. Well, I think she might need to because she, instead of her doing that horrible accent she does, she needs to... Shut up! And you he an African accent? He just said... Read it in African accent, please. I'd he, like to fucking do... I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would like to... I don't know why I'm doing like that. That was bad what I just did. I did like a... That was terrible. I did like a Congo. I don't know. There's a part of Africa where they just make sounds. That was bad. You guys know I'm good. I've had black people on the show and I love them. Are you good? Fuck, I'm probably That's how you prove you're good, actually. You tell the people that you've had black people on. That's right. We're good. We've had people... Smaller one? Yeah, no. All right, thank you. Sorry. Um, no, my favorite one was from a, a black guy, and he said, from all of us black men, like, thank you, hashtag, th- with, with your thick ass. Why do you thank you? Was, what was the joke that went viral? Was it you talking about black dudes? No, okay. it's that everybody on YouTube is commenting that I'm thick, T-H-I-C-C. C-C? Yeah. Do you guys, wait. And I had to ask Ryan why they were spelling it like that, and he had to explain. Do you know why, Joe? Why? Why they spelled that way? Yeah. No, what does it mean? You don't know, right? Too hot in the. So this is like uh, I don't know what that stands for. Listen, I'm not in the hood, but I pay attention. So uh, CC is because you don't do CK. Now CK stands for Crip Killer. So anytime you write CC, which by the way. I'm going to tell you, I learned from my, a comedian. Her name is Joyelle Johnson. I don't know if you know her. She's yeah. super funny from For the name, for sure. Yeah. She has a joke where she says her favorite comedian is Louis C.C. Because she, you can't say killer, yeah. Crip Killer if you're a Crip. So that's why anytime you see like Thick with T-H-I-C-C. They're a crip. Oh, little, little, hot, uh, hot shit on a bike. I like that. Yeah, that's right. what they do because Why am I, C- I like knowing any, history behind things. Anything yeah. CK stands for Crip Killer. All right, that's very cool. Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, I'm not into it, but I understand. No, I mean, it. I'm into the history. I, 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 I like finding out different reasons why people say different things yeah. and blah, blah, blah. It blah, makes blah, me right. nervous. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I think you should, you know, say your uh, social say, media. Uh, if you're slipping on ice, turn into the skid. With these DMs, turn into the skid. Have some fun with them. No, Go back, I have get some every, good back and forth. Everyone that's just been like, you're funny, come to Los Angeles, come to. Well, I've responded to them and I've said, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And they have responded back, like, oh my God, you responded to me, blah, blah, blah. Those I didn't want to, but he was like, you should keep a fan base. No, some why of them not? Are, because no, you, exactly. You know. but, eight, but 70% of them are very creepy. Sure. And gross and weird. By the way, as a male comedian, I have women who are were like, okay, Yeah, that's so right. We get it. You want to fit right, in. Right. It's <laughs> fucking one person hit you up one time. One special One game. person, ten times. And it kind of, <laughs> it kind of is ten times that happened. That's how it works. Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for joining me. Thanks here for at having us. Pub on this the was podcast. great. Yeah, I had a great time with both of you. I, I, this was super fun. Where could they find both of you? Brian, you start off. And hey, you, you can come to the Laugh Factory there you in go. Chicago. Come fucking check out if a show. If you're a listener of this podcast, can we hook them up? Yeah, We'll definitely. hook you up. 
We'll hook you up with some comps. That's for damn you sure. You can message Joe. Because I'm, I'm here. I'm here all weekend. Follow on Instagram. I'm here in August. I'm, I'm here. All, I'm here a lot. What's and your Instagram? My Instagram is I'm at Joe Kilgun and everything. Easy. Is it Sunday? But remember, it's two hours. I think it might be. I'm definitely. Right? I'm hosting the late Saturday. I'm hosting the late Friday. Okay. Which I haven't hosted here in a while, Thursday, so I'm Friday, excited about Sunday, that. But not the late Friday. And I'm a good host. Are you? You are a good host. Thank you. I think you're good at everything you do. All Thank right. you, Brian. I'm not right. trying to suck your dick. Uh, no, Appreciate you were that. sucking. But I'm not going to drink more tequila to go for that kind No, no, no. Yeah. You're, Joe is a solid. You're join us. Joe is a solid. <laughs> I feel like you. I think what makes you good at whatever you do is effort. And, effort and this, is passion. This is what I was trying to say before. We talked about comedians, and I feel like it's. Uh, it's And this is fucked up, all the comedians listening. It's 90% drive, 10% funny. I would actually agree on that. And and that's what's it's it hurts a lot of people. I got lucky enough where I had good comedians give me that similar advice when I was coming up. Yeah. And what you said about as far as social media earlier on saying comics do it live where they play to the back of the room. On social media you also play to the back of the room. And I agree with you in that regard. And a lot of comedians out there, if you're listening, or people with any business, wherever the fuck your drive is, playing to the back of the room is a stupid way to go about it. And don't feel bad about promoting yourself. Believe in you, and if you believe in you, you should push yourself. You have if, to. If, if you're a comedian, especially if you're a fucking who the fuck else is going to push you? Yeah, no one else is going. If you don't Nobody believe in yourself, gives a fuck no about you besides fuck. you. I, I used to, I used to think to myself, if I quit comedy, people would probably be like, "Oh, what a shame!" And then four days later, they'd get over it. Right. Right. That's how that goes. There's yeah. So I, hey, fucking, listen, if you I, believe I in yourself, manage, fight for I, it, promote, believe, like invest in you. I manage so, a comedy club. Yes. And if you're not around, you're not around. Yes, out of sight, out of mind. Right, Sarah. Where could they find you? Um, all my dates are on uh, SperryComedy.com, and then all my social media is Sperry Comedy. Dates are on there as well. By the way, I'm glad I brought up nicknames because that Sperry is going to stick in fucking Boom. lines Boom. right Boom. there. I did some Check name recognition out. for you. So Slide that's, into my DMs. That's Brian Moore and Sarah Perry slash Sperry. My man Mike Crowley for filming us tonight and recording. Woo! I really appreciate you, dude. You're yeah, the best. Mike. Laugh Factory, everyone who works here, thank you for letting me use your space. I'm Joe Kilgown. You can listen to past episodes on JoeKilgown.com, iTunes, Laughable, Stitcher. I don't think I'm on Spotify. Yeah, I'm trying to. SoundCloud, Google Play, all that stuff. Write us a review. It goes a long way. Thank you for joining. Hey, Kelly make your Pub. friends subscribe to this podcast. Make them subscribe. Like, Absolutely. Literally grab their phone and just subscribe. Fuck them. Fuck yeah. Listen to Brian. He's a smart man. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>